Yo! Hello, everyone! What was that? And welcome back to Fate's End, a homebrew Dungeons and Dragons game driven by fate. I will be your tail weaver for the evening. Oh, let's get let's get into our announcements. I have a major a major announcement. I think at the end here. Uh, first of the airship map that we're using for the Harris Salon is by Z and Peku. They make gorgeous digitally painted maps, and you all can support them and get these maps for yourself at patreon.com slash C-Z-E-P-E-K-U. Uh, we also want to shout out Tabletop Audio. Tabletop Audio for the awesome uh, ambiance and music in this uh, in tonight's episode. Uh, we use them from time to time. All of their audio is amazing, completely free to use in your own games. Uh, but also, please consider supporting Tim uh, on Patreon so he can continue to make amazing sound sets. Uh, we currently support Tim, and we encourage you to do so as well. We'll put a link to the chat uh, to his website. That is Command T-A. Anyone? Okay. Of course, we want to shout out our partner, Nine Realms Gaming. Uh, they create top-notch gaming accessories from the finest woods this realm has to offer. They make dice trays, dice vaults, hero vaults, dice towers, all gorgeous. And if you want to add, uh, grab some of that epic game gear, you want to visit their website at ninerealmsgaming.com and use our exclusive partner code, Liar10. We'll be giving away this beautiful cherry dice vault, not this Monday, but I believe next Monday, uh, during Loot Week. So yes, join us during Loot Week uh, as we give away tons of different things on all of our shows next week. Uh, shout out to Sirenscape for the ambiance sounds music and their online player that we use for our stream. And we use their sounds from time to time as well. We always, we also use art list music. Um, if you, if you can hear the song playing now, that is an art list song. Uh, remember our discord is available to all of our community members. That is command discord. So come join the cast and crew from all of our shows, hang out, talk, be goofy, be yourselves. Um, big, big, the biggest of big announcements this evening. Um, uh, I just want to say I am completely and absolutely floored. Uh, we're going to take a moment to talk about our followers, just a smidge of a moment. So last Monday we had 731 Twitch followers. And as of today, and who knows, uh, I <laughs> I updated these announcements at 3 p.m., so who knows where we are now. Uh, the number might be higher, but we are at 1,100 followers. <laughs> that is crazy amazing. Uh, in one week, so what a jump. Uh, thanks, uh, this thanks goes to Weird Games. Uh, we have been listed as a content creator on their Malifaux Core Box giveaway that they are running right now. Uh, this is all in regards to our Tuesday Twisted Veil campaign show, which is tomorrow. That is a Through the Breach campaign, uh, a system that Weird Games has created. And so I'll put a link to that giveaway in chat so you can enter. Uh, They're giving away some super cool, awesome, ooh, super cool. Oh, you already did? Okay. Uh, not only that, but they also sent us a box of goodies, and I will be unboxing those tomorrow. Um, at the end of the Twisted Veil announcements, we plan to give away the items that they sent us during our loot weeks. Um, again, which is the first week of every month where we give away awesome goodies on all of our shows. 
Uh, we cannot <laughs> express how thankful we are uh, for all the love that Weird has sent our way. We are so blown away. Uh, if you're interested in checking them out, you can use the command Weird in chat. You can check out their tabletop RPG system, their miniatures, their fate decks, and more. Just thank you so much, Weird Caves. Just cry out into the ether so that you can hear me. Uh, thank you so much for creating the world of Malifaux and the setting for our Twisted Veil vale campaign. That is Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can also follow us on social media. You can use command socials. You can also use command fate cast to follow the entire cast of Fate's End. Don't forget to contribute those scrolls to our community challenge so that we can bring Snonk to life, a tarot card from our Fate's End show, into the world. And we are almost there. So don't forget about those channel points. Tonight... Luden is going to be recapping the last episode for us. And with that being said, the time has come. We have a big, big decision to make. Let's draw our cards for tonight's episode of Fate's End. Oh. Hey. Sorry, I just needed to get away for a sec. You know... Before the party has the conversation or whatever. Yeah, so I guess you're here to figure out what happened last time on Fate's End. Well, everything started off just about as well as you could expect with this party. After we solved Remyrth's puzzle, I decided to take a quick rest and stay at the entrance to avoid the inevitable. The party touching things, even after being warned. Finn, are you collecting books? Yeah, I think I'm going to take the world beyond judgment. What is it called? The world uh, in the mirror? The world one. the world behind a mirror. The world behind a mirror. That one sounds like Green Mirror, so I'm going to take that one. All right. Um, as you go out and grab it, make a deck save. Uh, as Scrappy reaches out and touches it, you hear the voice uh, kind of ring out. You refuse to listen. You do this to yourselves. Uh, okay, everyone except Prayaria, Finn, and Aramir, and Umber, who are all in the room, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. At least they made the most of it. I mean, Samson even tried to make a joke out of it all. Being frozen to the ground. Tried to make us think he was dead. And Ermir was all too ready to play along. Wait, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's wait. passive perception and passive investigation is high enough. <laughs> I, go, I go on, Finn. I think, I think I can bring it back and I just gut check it. Do <laughs> 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 <Damn> it! <laughs> you did it! Oh, Ermir, you're so hey, good at this. Ermir, you're on your path this? to uh, being a cleric. Good at that, uh... <laughs> well, after all of this, it was time to meet Ramirez. So we headed up the stairs. At the top, there was a very ominous door. <laughs> At this point, it was all but assured something would happen as soon as we touched it. But as per usual, Esbury saved us with that sly tongue of hers. Please... I don't have the strength to fight you both. Leave my home. I have given you fair warning. 
both. She's, oh, she's fighting one of the, She's fighting it. The seven. Yeah, it's probably in her. Uh, we want to help you fight it. Does this change anything for you? Make a persuasion check. Come on, baby. I mean, if anyone's gonna make one, it's just Grace. It needs to be. Oh, 27! Jeez. Well, she is the most powerful member of the party, after all. Even if she refuses to admit it. Then we saw her. Ramirez. We saw it. Sitting on a plush armchair near a fireplace, long gone cold, you see a woman. Her eyes are closed. Her breathing is slowed, but persevering. Her hair is long and flowing and black as obsidian. It contrasts against her pale, milky skin like black ink on parchment. She wears a long flowing black lace dress that flares out at her knees. Her sleeves are long, but the lace is thin so that her skin is easily visible. Her head rests back against the chair as if she had fallen asleep, ears long and pointed upward, dark circles under her eyes, eyes moving rapidly behind her lids. The neckline of her dress dips down in a U. Ermir and Samson, you see this woman and you can see similarities of the woman depicted in the murals down on the first floor. Though her clothes are quite different, as in the mural, they were very confining. The mural depicted a woman clothed in dark clothes up to her chin, down to her wrists. She was hidden, yet now you see what she meant to hide. Dark black veins radiating from her chest up her arms to her fingertips, You see the veins moving up around her cheeks and forehead close to her eyes. These veins, like roots, seep out of her skin into the floor. They wind like snakes out and up to the stained glass images and seem to pass right through them. After a quick look at things, we also saw a little mink lying in Raymir's lap. It was protecting her. And it didn't take kindly to the strangers that were entering its master's home. Prairia tried to assure that we weren't here to harm Ray, but that didn't turn out too well. So I decided to give a crack at it. I'm not the best at speaking, but at this point I figured why not? Besides, Samson was the only one of the party who could understand me anyway. That's... From my understanding, there are seven. And one of them... took my family from me. Um, I don't know what it was like for you to have to sit here, like I said, but um, I can understand the pain of of having to uh, lose someone. In all honesty, it seems like most of this group can. Um, and he'll just gesture kind of over to Ermir and be like, he's, from my understanding, lost everyone. 
I don't know much about that one, and he'll point to Finn. Or that one, and he'll point to Esperice. He can say, uh, he'll point to Samson and be like, that one's kind of annoying, but uh, he seems like he also is going through some stuff, too. That one seems to be hiding from something. But in all honesty, what I can tell you is uh, we want to help. We don't want to witness what happened where we came from happen anywhere else. Yeah, yeah, I was surprised it worked too. Maybe Esperice is rubbing off on me? <laughs> A little friend gave us the hint we needed. The windows. We had to touch the windows. And then we would be able to help Rhaenyrath. So, into the windows we went. Although not the way I would have wanted. And and maybe we could all hold hands too. Let's all hold hands. That's very nice. Not touching. I I have. I already have my I, I hold hands. <laughs> Each one housed its own little world. Times in Ray's life. Memories. The people she had to leave behind to hold on to whatever that thing is inside of her. We're, we're Ray's friends. Yeah. Oh. You you know you know Ray. Yes. Well, my name's Oliver. It's good to meet you. I'm Marigold, but forgive me. You are out of place here. Why are you here? Have you come to save Raymirith? Are you here to take her place? And you hear him curse under his breath as he says, Get it together, Gareth. He's not even here yet, you fool. And as you kind of materialize into the room, he spins around very quickly hearing you, looking at you all now. Fera. He'll be here any minute. I'm I'm not ready for this. Each one of them? Ray's friends? They had something they needed help with. Oliver was making some food for Ray, but couldn't quite get it right. With a little elbow grease and the recipe, we were able to help Oliver out a little. A major stew, Ray. Taste it. You're gonna love it. And so will Marigold and Gareth. She kinda just jogs over to him, smiling. She leans over and she does taste it, and she says, It's wonderful, Oliver. Better than my own. And her smile is just radiant. You can feel this truly, genuinely sense of hap- like sense of happiness coming from her. Marigold needed help with something I actually knew how to do. Killing a crazy beast. This time, Finn got the final blow. Hate to admit it, but I guess training is helping a little bit. I don't know. Inspired by Esperice's touch, he shoots out the guiding bolt and kills it. <laughs> Look, did you see that? It was Luden incredible. Luden definitely, <laughs> definitely ducks as the guiding bolt. Yeah. <laughs> the crack of black lightning as it slashes across the uh, twisted creature's head. You- Gareth needed help talking with the future in-law. Ray's dad. Needless to say, I didn't know what they were before now, but I've come to hate imps. Just trying to ruin things for the fun of it. No holds barred, apparently. Um, you'll see, uh, you'll, you'll hear the skittering across the floor, and those of you close to the desk will just see these little, this little, like, curl of some sort of black ooze 
curling like on the chair and you smell the poop. <laughs> but after helping each of them, they, they talked with us frankly. And they gave us the truth of who Raymerith is and the choices we have to free her. You know, I don't know how you found her, how you were able, how you were able to find her and make it all the way here to this tower in the middle of the ocean, in the middle of a hurricane. And now you see her sitting in that chair. You've come to kill her, haven't you? To kill her in the darkness, to end her without a second thought. You think her a monster, don't you? You see what everyone else saw when we first met. You see the dark veins. You think her weak of mind and body. And she's nothing of the sort. She's beautiful and kind and thoughtful. She's changed so many lives, always thinking of others before herself. And she deserves better. For so long. She deserves better than what she's gone through. She's had this with her her whole life. And she could have a chance to be free of it. This is her only chance to be free with it. Free of it. You helped us here. Surely your heart is true and noble to help her. She has helped so many. She doesn't deserve to die. She came back for me with Marigold when no one else would. When I was nothing but stone and a lost cause in the nest of a basilisk. If you cleanse the glass... The final glass. There will be a moment when you return to the third floor. And if you are willing, if one of you is willing to take it, you need only make yourself open to it. Why can we not kill it? It lives, doesn't it? So it can die. You can. But if you kill it, you kill her as well. I see the eyes of some of you. There's an eagerness to snuff out a candle before its wax is gone. There's no need for that. You could leave. There's no need for death. There's no need for pain and suffering. You cleanse the glass and wake Ray. When all is said and done, she could do as she was before. The darkness will recede back into the depths of her being. And that could be it. Don't kill her. Please. It's not the life I want for her. She doesn't deserve to die. The world can be cruel rigid cold and ugly because it thinks it has to be and I hope that you really are here to help because that is what we are told that the world has to be a certain way we have to be a certain way because that is the way we think it must be and his final words echo out to you all. Don't be the world.
god. <laughs> All right. Uh, ooh, let me switch this over here. Uh, do 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 do. There we go. <laughs> let me switch us over here. All right. Let's jump in. We jump back in. You all stand in the last stained glass window. A scene around you fading into the darkness. The light of the stained glass shining inward, casting a spotlight on you all in various colors. Oliver, Marigold, and Gareth have all given you paths that you may follow. Kill Ray and kill the creature. Leave and let Ray live with the creature. Or free Ray Mirith from this creature and become the new host. You all stand quietly in silence. What will you do? What would each of you do? How could each of you, so diverse in mind and spirit, possibly come to some kind of agreement? You all take a moment as a decision begins to weigh heavily on you all. However, one thing is for certain. One thing you all can agree upon. You can't stay here forever. And the window beckons for your return. The moment is yours now to discuss the decision at hand between the party. Esperice does not look so torn and sad, but she's looking at all these faces. Um, she's going to take a breath. If you would like, I can have the conversation with her and uh, tell her what needs to be done. She's something, it was one of my duties at Stemple. But if we need to take a moment, I completely understand. We're not killing her. Uh, I'm sorry? I am not killing her. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry then. Uh, I think I misunderstand. Uh, what are we doing then? Well, we've got options, right? Maybe we should really think about what we decide to choose. Yeah, I think I think that we definitely have to at least talk about it. I mean, look at her. And I want to look at Ray. What is, because we're back in the room now, right? <clears throat> okay, we're not yet. So, I mean, we should at least take some time to talk about it, you know? What's what's best for her, what's best for the world, what's best for us. I don't think we can say we're just going to kill her just yet. Though it might be the best choice. Um, you guys didn't have a choice last time. So you're going to tell me you're still going to choose to kill someone after this time you have a choice? Well, it's not about killing someone. It's That's about... exactly what it's about. It's also not what we said, Luden. Luden, that was just uh, that was just my assumption. So, I I, I greatly apologize. Of course, uh, have the conversation. 
Well, we have to bring down the seven. And the seven or one of them is in Ramirith. So many people have died already. We don't want to just add to the pile. Either way, I'm, I understand that we have to, to kill the seven uh, and it keeps coming back to this, but guys, we still have to live in the world after we kill the seven. We still have to live with ourselves. Hopefully. Guys love to point out, I'm pretty young. I want to look at the rest of my life after we finish this thing in a year or two and just be sad all the time because of all the decisions that we made. I don't want to be hated by the rest of the world. choose to end her life or we can choose to extend her time right that's what they said I think so I mean I think whatever this thing is is clearly very parasitic in nature right so it's always attached to something I don't think there's any way to get rid of a parasite like this without getting rid of the host and so i think i think at the end of the day this isn't a question of you know if we kill her or if you know they do whatever they want i think this is a question of when not if and it's it sucks it's really terrible right it's, bad things happen to good people all the time it's not our fault but we do have this time we do have a little bit of choice at least about when and because we have a choice it just seems kind of wrong to determine on our opinion if her life is ready to be ended or not Maybe she has things to do still. At least she still has people who care for her. You feel wrong having this talk without her. She spent her entire life fighting this thing. I don't think she would want to just give up, just die and not have anything to show for it. Been the past, I don't know, however long, listening to her memories. None of them want her to die. Quite sure she probably stares that same sentiment. Buddhan is right. I don't, but then again, who wants to die, right? But I, they do, they did give us some options, right? So I think they're the ones who told us everything about it. And if they told us everything, then 
oh, I feel like Raymirth knows more about this than we do right now. And I don't know, people like that, really smart people, they kind of, they know when the times are ending. So I think it's worth at least asking her what she thinks. I don't think, she, I do not believe that she's going to come out here and then run away or escape or run away from us. I think that, I think she knows what's inside of her and she put herself here for a reason. If we walk through that door, then our choice would have to be secure that we're not killing her because she's going to wake up. And the only other option is somebody take it. We're going to talk to her. Okay. Show of hands, real quick. Does anyone think we ought to be killing her today? Ramir will glance over at Esperice. Esperice is not raising her hand, but she does. <clears throat> she is looking at all of you, and she does not raise her hand, but. But we don't need to call people out like that, Samson. <laughs> well, I mean. Yeah. Well, I, I, well I, don't, I understand. I know that sometimes it is the right time to go, and I get that, but I don't think. Yes, but who are we to decide when that time is? And he's and Ari's still looking in Esperice's direction as he says this. Mira. It is not our right to decide when it is time for someone to go. The time comes for everyone. It sounds like we are going to speak with her, is that right? Aye. She looks at Uramir for a long second. We were ready to go? Yes. Hey, you're, you're muted, Lauren. Reset. Why didn't anybody? Oh, oh, I'm because I'm muting there. No wonder. <laughs> I tried your trick out, Daniel, and I forgot I was muted. <laughs> um. <laughs> hey, this is honestly, this is my fault. <laughs> uh, you touch the stained glass window, <laughs> all of you. <laughs> And you see your form begin to dissolve back into sand. The window fractures and the sand fills the cracks. And you reform on the other side, still holding the window. And you're back in the room. You see the vein-like roots retract from that stained glass window back up into Raymirith's skin. And Raymirith lays asleep. Her breathing seems less labored now. 
She takes a deeper breath as her head moves to the other side, shifting in place. And the mink flinches as if the movement took it by surprise, its tail moving and whipping around excitedly. It stretches out atop her chest, sniffing at her nose. You see the veins around her face very slowly begin to recede back to her chest into dormancy once more. How do we wake her up? Do we just gotta go and like shake her by the shoulder or something? I don't think the mink would like that. I go over and I shake and see if I can wake Rhaegar. <laughs> you uh, do you just kind of like hey <laughs> like what do you, how do you how do you I, slap I, I her like hey wake I, up. <laughs> <laughs> I I approach the bed, dump a bottle bucket of water on her. No. Um, do you need the jug? Like, do you need the do no. you need the alchemy um, jug? Mayonnaise. <laughs> mayonnaise. No, I, I go I, I go over and and very gently like put a hand on her shoulder and just try and shake her awake, see what happens. Uh, as you kind of like shake her awake, she just kind of like gently, gently, gently. You gently kind of like grab her shoulder and just kind of like nudge her and, and she she kind of like groans a little bit. And uh, she opens her eyes and looks at you all. She blinks a few moments as if dizzy. What? I, I take a step back from the bed. And then I take a step back, I squat down. So I'm like on the same height as she is. Okay. Hey, she... um, Ray, do you, do you remember us? Yes, I, I do. She kind of looks down at the windows and at her hands and back at you all. Thank you. Um, I didn't realize you all were would still be here. I suppose it was getting difficult to discern dream from reality from being in the glass for so long. She just kind of like places a hand on her temple and the mink is just going crazy and and she just kind of smiles and like holds it it just gives her like these little eye kisses are you hungry you want some water or something but your throat's hoarse or... um yes um it's been quite some time actually i uh i could i could go fetch i'll, I'll go fetch some tea no. No, no, no. We we met your teacup. We'll get, we'll take care of it. You just sit down. It's fine. What <laughs> a feisty thing it is. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, she just kind of laughs. I get you go to get the 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 tea set. Yeah, I go get the tea set. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. Esperice, Esperice is going to say, "I'll get it. You stay here." 
Esperis, you go you go down to back to the second level, and then you 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 hear like a. I click. go very slowly. Very I'm slowly. My goddamn time okay. while they have whatever conversation they're gonna have with her. Okay. <laughs> um, yes, Esperis. Um, she has a dry mouth. She can't talk without it. <laughs> like we're, we're just going to stand here in silence for 30 minutes. Oh my god, carry on the conversation. I'm buying you time. Esperance, um, when, you, when you do, when like when you make it back to the second floor, you hear like a kind of clack, 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 like a clack, like of the, the clacking of like ceramic. And you start making your way down to the first floor, and you see that the tea set is actually, like, the spoon is using the, like, trying to get the saucers up to the next step, and they're, like, trying to, like, scale the mountain up to the, up to the second floor, and and the, this, the, the sugar bowl is using the spoon to help help the saucer up, and then it's, it goes back to the tea kettle, and the tea kettle's trying, like, it's too big, and, like, the other, the other tea, tea cups are, like, trying to, like, help it up to the next step. If I can find a tea tray or a platter or something, I'll gather them. I'll, I'll gather them all up and then carry them up with me. Okay. If they're willing to hop on, which I assume they are, I'll be very. I'll be polite about it and say that they, their conjurer is back and everything. Oh, they they can sense it. <laughs> uh, they can sense it. That's why they're trying to scale up to the second floor. <laughs> yeah. They're very sweet. Um, I still move very slowly so that everyone else is. Uh, while you while you do that, the rest of the group. Um, Irma will speak up. He'll he'll look over at uh, Raymond and say, "How do you feel?" Weak, tired. Uh, ironically, that I've been sleeping this long. I'm sure. How long have I been sleeping? How long has it been? What is the year? It is 8.44 B.C. <laughs> it's the 25th of... For Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the forge says. Um, Before Cassius. <laughs> nearly 10 years. Before Cassius, yes. <laughs> You've been asleep for 10 years? Nearly 10 years. I look. I look at Finn. What? You know what? Nothing. It's fine. <laughs> Are we supposed to ask her the question? No, I just ten years. You uh, you've you've been connected to this this thing your whole life, right? I have. What caused it to? react in this way with it did, did you did you lose did you lose your grip did you lose control or it's always been dormant um she kind of like shifts in her seat she hasn't got up she's still sitting in the chair and uh it's always been dormant it's always been a part of me but it's always been dormant there's there was never any reason to be afraid of it, I suppose. I mean, no. I, I did at first. For the first couple hundred years of my life, I was afraid. But nothing ever happened. Does it talk to you? I suppose you could call it that. Dreams so you, and such. 
So what? you knew what it was. Oh, I don't I don't know what it is, no. It's some dark fiendish creature, something from the Shadow Realms, maybe. I'm not entirely sure. Very strong. But it wasn't until a few years ago, roughly ten years, it felt aggressive, like a caged animal. It had been asleep for so long and and I was having trouble controlling it. So I built the tower here, afraid of what it might do if it took control of me. You isolated everyone. Your friends, your family. I did. They've left you notes. I know. You didn't tell them what was happening? No. I didn't want... I didn't want them to become a casualty in my condition. And I didn't feel like I had enough time to flirt with danger to put their lives at risk. That's very noble of you. Yes. How do you feel now? Can you still feel it in you? It feels like it's gone... Or it is going back to sleep. It slowly. How does she look, like physically? She looks as pale as a corpse, um, and you can still see like the black veins in her chest. Um, her eyes are vibrant, glowing orange, without any iris. Do you know what it is? I assume it's some sort of shadow creature of some sort. I'm not entirely sure what it is, but it seems like some sort of shadow creature from the Shadowfell realm, or again, some sort of fiend. Uh, I'm not entirely sure. Question to the DM. Do I know what it is? Is it pretty clear and obvious what this thing is for us? Like, could, do I feel confident, you know? Like, confident that it's one of the seven? Yes. Yes. Do you miss going outside? I, I mean, I have my balcony, yeah. But I do miss... There are some people I miss very dearly. Are they still alive? Yes. I look over at Luden to see what he's doing. Uh, he's a little bit just further back than everybody, not nearly as close. Um, he's listening. Um, doesn't really know what to, his face doesn't seem like he knows what to say. Then I look at Prayaria. 
She looks back. Um, I bow, obviously. She, oh my god. Okay, she looks away. She's she's done with this <laughs> okay, mental no. conversation. No, 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 no. I don't. I don't actually. <laughs> she um, she kind of has this anxious look, like um, we need to really get to the point of this conversation, but she's not happy about it. I think at this point, Esperice gets back upstairs and starts serving people tea silently. I'm sure the tea set is very excited. The tea set is so excited. It just kind of like straightens its the top, you know, the top of lid like a hat and just kind of like puffs its chest out, puts the spoon on its back and just tip, 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 tip (laughs) over to Ray. Ray just kind of, uh, she laughs and smiles and, and, uh, and it bows in front of her and kind of like, taps its chest with the spoon and and uh, and the the teacup just kind of trips a little bit and the spoon just kind of like 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 stand up straight you know starts making like j- like waving arm gestures like how could you she has been asleep for this long and like you know sit like straighten up straighten up and like the teacup just and, uh, I, want, and <laughs> I know Esperice doesn't necessarily have to serve the tea but she's gonna charade it a little bit to try to be close to Ramirez I just want to look at her. Is there any way I can tell how old she is? No. Like how old she got? <laughs> an elf? No. Or not? not she's not. She's, she's, she's not, not an elf. elf. But like you, the, in the same way that you like, you look at an elf and you're like, hmm. Wonder how old that elf is. <laughs> the same. Well, it's the same. is gonna stare at her and try to figure it out, and then she's going to go back to serving tea. Wait, wait. Is uh, is Raymire not an elf? No, Ramirez is a is the same thing that Esperice is. Yeah, I pointed ah, that out. I okay, pointed okay, that okay. Out. Yeah. Do they look okay. like they have the same ears and? Wow. Cool. They cool. like the they touched ears are much much longer, almost like uh, World of Warcraft elf ears, very long. Yeah. So Luden is just gonna he's gonna speak up at this moment and be like, uh, Ramirez, uh, I was the rude voice that you were speaking to me downstairs. Um, yes, I saw you were going through my things. Yes, and in that vein, I don't really want to dance around the issue. Um, we just came from your last memory, obviously, and uh, we came to talk to you because we don't know what to do. Your memories three options and uh, we wanted to hear from you what you wanted Um, first option was to kill you to kill it the second was to take it ourselves and the third was to just leave you the way you are I understand that this is a little difficult to um, to answer right now, but um, your memories also stress the importance of brevity. And um, I don't want to take that caution lightly. Yeah, so, so exactly, Luden's absolutely right. I, I reach over and I grab her hand in very nice bedside manner. 
we know something about the veins. We have, and it's come to our attention and we have been commissioned by some of those, uh, you might know, um, Revenue Thorn or some of the people from the Cambria. Um, from I haven't before. spoken to Re- Revenue in so long. You know, yeah, she's, you know her. We we do, we do. She's the one who sent us. Oh, and, um, how was she? Well, she's not doing so well. She died, unfortunately. Her face just kind of falls. Oh. She, how? She, certainly from not old age. Did... There is something, oh, it looks like Esprit's about to sit on. There is, something has happened. Something bad is happening, and it started about 10 years ago when this thing started getting more aggressive in you. And something called the Seven of Severance. And you have the unfortunate distinction of knowing one up close and personal. And I just take a finger and I kind of drag it along the veins in her arm. These things are dangerous and they bring about something that's called the fifth season. It's a, um, it is an apocalyptic scenario that Revenue has tasked us with her dying wish to stop. And this thing that resides within you now is one. And to Luden's point, we want to know what you think, what you believe to be best. You have lived with this thing your whole life. You know it better than anyone. And you have clearly taken preventative measures to ensure its entrapment to this point. And we are looking for your guidance on what to do next. But a decision must be made, and it must be made quickly. I see. Please be as honest as you can. This is your life after all. I don't believe anybody truly wishes for death. I certainly don't wish to die. Mira, he's just kind of staring, like, just staring at Raymira, this, like, walking corpse of a woman with, you know, this fire in her eyes, and he's deep in thought. Um, he thinks back to the Undercity, back to his home, and, and then he thinks about his mom, and he remembers how she looked at the end of her life. Uh, frail, fragile, but still with that fire in her eyes, like full of life that she unfortunately didn't get to live. And he remembers how he felt in that moment. 
he remembers how he would have done anything to take that pain from her and to give her that chance that no one else would. And he'll take a few steps forward to Ray Meredith. And he'll say, no one else has to die today. See, your memories, they said that one of us could take it from you. And he will slowly reach out and grab her hand with both of his, put her hand in his and he'll say, you have dealt with this your entire life. You've sacrificed time with your friends, your family, your loved ones. take on this burden for you. Her face, like, is almost like in disbelief. And, like, her mouth kind of parts. Do you know... Are you sure this is not... You don't even know me. Oh, what are you doing, Daniel? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just I'm looking at Ari. All weird. Okay. <laughs> How? She's kind of at a loss for words. Like she was not expecting that at all. I've seen. I don't have to know you. I've seen. So many innocent people die. Let's close his eyes and think back to when, when, when him and the party came up from the mother's lair and just saw the bodies littering the streets of the Undercity. And he'll say, You were born with this and You fought to do the right thing, but you're innocent. I'm not sure I am. And if I can atone for at least some of the things that I've done, if I can save at least one person, from the fates of others, then in order to one of those I love, I feel like I should do it. But Ermi, 
you'll have one of those, you'll have one of the seven inside of you. At least I'll make sure that it's not hurting anyone else. But what if it hurts you? Hurry. And Samson just shakes his head. No, but... Ermir, you feel kind of like on the back of your head down at the nape of your neck. I don't think you've ever been magic missiled by Esperis before, but you have heard people talk about it. This isn't enough to do you damage, but it's the same feeling of... It's it's the same uh, synesthetic feeling of somebody is very disappointed in you, and it's a very physical burning feeling on the back of your neck. It is almost arcane. <laughs> Arya comes up behind him and places her hands on his shoulders and just to him asks, Are you certain? All I've, all I've ever tried to do is help people, like my mother and father did, and I know I'll be helping her. Arya smiles and nods, and then she stands and like, just kind of faces the rest of the group in a gesture that says like she has his back in this decision. Esperice will smile and bow her head. Whatever decision you're going to make, you are going to make. <laughs> and we'll just walk over to Ermir, take out the last little nine good berries and be like, that's all I got. Maybe it can help. <laughs> go back and to the spot put his hood back up swatch um Ramiro, he'll look over it he'll look at Ramirez again and he'll say I'll I'll set you free from this There's still people out there that would very much like to see you again. Ray just kind of exhales as if she's been holding her breath this whole time. And she says, I've carried it for so long. I was a stillborn, and somehow I'm still here, as if I was raised for the slaughter. Somehow I felt like I knew that one day that I would be the monster that everyone saw in me, and I never was. 
I never let it get that far. I never, never got to the point where that was who I was. It was always me. I've been tired. Hundreds of years. You would do that for me. I'll do it for you and the rest of the world. At this point, Ermir, this is the point of no return. <laughs> Don't you laugh, Christian. <laughs> I gotta say it like that. Yeah. Well, I just yeah. mean like... It, it's, it's over <laughs> after this. No, no. no. Okay. no. <laughs> you know, on second thought, oh. <laughs> Actually, psych! Bye! I never took my hand off the piece. I never took yeah. it <laughs> Sorry, I feel like I ruined that moment now. <laughs> no. Vermeer, oh. he's... His mind is made up. He... His his eyes are there's his eyes are full of resolve, and he 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 nods his head, still holding on to Raymond's hands, and says, "It's okay." Ermir, what does this look like? You opening yourself up and allowing this seven, one of the seven, to become a part of your being. Um, yeah, um, the, the veins and the tendrils that are on Raymir's arms begin to slither down her palm and down her fingers and 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 they they kind of like pop up a little bit and then almost jump over onto Urmir's hands, his metal one and his flesh one. And they begin to sl slither up and 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 as and as they do, Urmir kind of like he winces at the pain as he feels this new entity entering into him and even even around his metal arm the the the, the copper and and metal tubing it, it just slithers through his metal arm and then up onto his flesh and 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 it, it it's a it's a lot more than than he thought it would be like like it just keeps coming and, and, and it keeps coming and to the point where his arms are almost completely black as he's as he's standing there and and a couple of tears start to stream down from his eyes from the pain that he's feeling taking on just all of this and as as, as the tendrils kind of like they slide up underneath his clothes and up up again up on his chest and and you see them come up through his neck and just like through his through his uh like like underneath his skin and you've like the jugular vein you just feel it you see it pulsating as as this 
it, it, it's almost like an irregular heartbeat as it's pulsating up through him and, and it comes up and his eyes are uh, his eyes are usually all black. They don't have any pupils and and the veins as as they wrap as they wrap around his face, they they like go into his eyes, into the black pools of his eyes and just and just seep down into him. And, and he, he just stands there and he, and he kind of retches a little bit and he uh, coughs up a little blood as, as, as the seven enters into him. And, and, and this goes on for, for a couple of seconds as the seven finds its new home inside of Urmir. And, and then finally the last of the tendrils jumps over from, from, uh, from Ray Merith and slithers its way up and into his eye and, and creeps down his back down his neck and just kind of settles into his chest and 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 as the last tendril does or he he lets go and just falls down just collapses catch him and he kind of convulses a little bit and he's, he's just coughing and and crying and, and and trying to hold it in as best as as best as he can, but it's it's it almost overtakes him. The just the amount of pain and 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 the amount of pain that he feels from this. And after a few more seconds, he just kind of goes still, and just very shallow breaths and. And every now and again, he'll just he'll just twitch a little bit, and and Samson, as you stand, you, you see you see the veins kind of like and like every time he takes a breath, the veins kind of like expand and then contract and then expand again and then contract again, but they've settled right here, like in the center of his chest, and he and and he uh he his skin goes a little pale like from the the bright red kind of turn it, it, it begins to be it, it looks a little washed out like like it's not as vibrant and it's it's still still there but you kind of notice that it's a little a little more washed out than, than it was before and and he's he's cold like very cold to the touch as you stand, as you sitting there holding him, he his eyes are closed, and there's a, there's a little blood coming down his mouth. And I said he's he's holding back tears, but they just like the water, seep, you know, the, the tears seep through, and he's just just like curled up in the fetal position, just just trying to hold it in. Ari also reaches down to try and help Samson with Ramir as best as she can. I, I just wipe the blood off his cheek and with with Prairie down there helping him, uh, she would hear, but Samson just whispers, you brave boy. And then I just lay him down if we can, get a pillow or something. Then we'll definitely take out the, that blanket and go ahead and um, lay it over him here. You feel your muscles tense as the veins take you over, Ermir, like roots forcing their way past your muscles to your heart. 
locking up and cramping. Your body attempting to reject this foreign being that's clawing its way to the deepest parts of your soul. And you sense it. Smiling, curling up like a cat, basking and finding comfort in its new home. Moving parts of you out of the way to make room. You feel it. Moving around. Then finally settling as it begins to slumber once more. You all see Raymirith's skin begin to change as well. It shifts from pale, milky white to a warm, dewy amber color, not quite as deep as Esperice's. The vibrant orange glowing of her eyes, without an iris, begins to change. The glow fades away like the veins. And an iris emerges. Autumn orange with flecks of gold. She pulls her hand down to her face, or she pulls her hand up to her face. And the warmth returns to her skin. And it catches her glance. Her eyes go wide. She examines her arms, turning them around. She inhales sharply. Her brows open, her brows arch in shock. And tears just begin to pour down her face. The mink attempts to kind of stand up and lick them away, and she looks at Uramir. And just falls to her knees and lays next to him, embracing him, crying into his chest with such a ferocity. And she just whispers, thank you, over and over again into his chest, in common, in sylvan, in draconic, in primordial. She has such a firm grasp on you, Uramir, and won't let go, nor does her grip loosen. She hangs on to you as if you aren't even real. As if this might be a dream she's had over and over again throughout her entire life, and if she lets you go, she'll wake up. Ramey hears all this and he, he feel he feels her holding on to him and you can see even even through the pain as his muscles spaz and convulse and this thing is inside of him, he he smiles. He smiles, uh, secure in the knowledge that he he did what was right. At some point, Ray will help you up, lay you down onto like the long couch, or help you if that's where Ermir wishes to be. Mm-hmm. She will just kind of frantically look around the room, kind of noticing the state of her home. 
This, this place is a mess, not at all in order for guests and heroes. Let me make you all comfortable. I'll, I'll have some food prepared and, and some more tea and... And she just kind of waves her hand over the shattered glass and it begins to reform onto the side of the tower once um, once open to the sea air, but now sealed. The glass... Yes, I could, Go ahead. I am no chef, but I could help clean. Yes, um, anything, anything you all need. Um, I'll make sure that you all are comfortable and... I need to go inform our cat. And Odin's just going to go ahead and start walking towards the, the boat. Uh, she she will she will go and like she will give uh, she will give you to to give to Uramir like two superior healing potions. Yeah, he'll pass. I'll come too. I think I should also come and inform Cassius. He'll follow after Ludin. I would like to, while helping her clean, at some point, it doesn't have to be right now, I would like to speak with Ray Mirith. Okay. Yeah. Is now the best time? Yeah, we can do that now. Do you want to, is it, is this a private conversation, just one-on-one? Yeah, just while I'm helping her press to digitate the tower or whatever she's doing to clean up, I definitely don't want to be in the same room as other people when I speak to her. Okay. Well, Prearia stayed back with Uramir, so... Same. Yep. I'm, I'm here with Prearia and Uri. Your home is very beautiful. Uh, we were admiring it quite a bit when we came in. Thank you. Um, I mean, it... I mean, it's very polite of you to say in the state that it's in. Oh, uh, of course, you've been under quite a lot recently. No judgment whatsoever. It must be a great relief. It to, is. To no, longer, to no longer have that pain inside of you and to give it to someone else. Yes. You feel good, yes? I feel I've never felt this way in my entire life. I'm so glad that you feel well about it. Right, uh, what else do I need to clean? You're mistaken if you don't think that I don't feel. Oh, I'm so... I, I do not mean to imply anything. I am so sorry. I am so glad that you are... That he has done such a thing, uh, really. Yes, you do not speak what is really on your mind. It is, uh... No. I do not mean to imply anything at all. It is a very emotional moment. I am happy for your happiness. Now, uh, but you're not. More tea up? But you're not. How old are you? What does my age have to do with anything? How old do we live to be? Our kind of people? I do not know. I thought I was the only one for the longest time. 
Nobody knows how old Zemlin Brayfire is. The only other individual that I know who is our kind, as you call it. seems like you live quite a while longer than a tiefling will. It seems you ha already have had a very long, happy life. I'm glad that you get to return to town. But you're not. I don't know what you want me to say. I am trying to be polite. If there is anything more I can do for you, I will. But uh, otherwise, I will return to the ship with my party. I think you're not angry at me. I think you're angry at something else entirely. I am not angry at all. I am so sorry for misleading you. She just, she, she hasn't been doing anything this entire time and she just kind of looks at you. I'm sorry. You've done nothing at all to me. You clearly feel something, and... And I don't blame you. I don't blame you. You have an amazing friend. No one has ever offered to take that from me. If there is anything that you can do for him, to help him survive this as best he can. I do hope you will find it within yourself to do it. I already am. Wonderful. Then there is nothing else I require of you. Thank you very much, Ramirez. She doesn't say anything else and just continues on. I'm gonna keep cleaning. Alrighty. The rest of you? Yeah, Finn's gonna pick up his pace so he's like walking beside Luden. Oh my god. Back to the oh ship. God. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, Luden's not even paying attention. Like he's in his own. So Luden, do you think Uri made the right decision? His decision to make. Yeah, but how do you feel about it? Um, I feel like we had a choice this time. And Aramir chose what he felt was best. I think any decision that didn't involve killing someone else or making that decision for them is the right choice for me. You really didn't want her to die then, huh? And I don't want anyone to die because of these seven. I mean, come on, man. Seen enough death. I don't want anyone to die either. Alright then. Now Ermir can live for as long as he needs to. 
mean, we got his back. You've got a really big heart, Luden. I don't know why you try and hide it all the time. Yeah. I have quite literally never lied to any of you guys about what I see, so I don't think I'm hiding anything. I mean, there's a difference between lying and being nice. And you don't do either, but I think that you are really nice deep inside. Thank you, Fred. You're welcome. Okay. Let's go. All right, you guys make your way back to the ship. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I do finish. I do help her clean her tower. Like I am prestidigitating, but then I will join people on the ship. Okay. How are we getting? Are you guys carrying Ermir out of the tower? How is that? No, he's sleeping up there. I'm just going to go tell Addy, yo, okay. come on in. Like, God. <clears throat> uh, you return to the ship. You actually find out that Cassius did fight off some of the veins. They started taking over the whole ship like a kraken. <laughs> Ow. <laughs> Love to hear that story. Uh, luckily, he was there. <laughs> strangest thing though they just let up retreated back into the tower guessing you are all to thank for that I I think Cassius just flexed and they were like we don't want to die today (laughs) so (laughs) yeah so uh (laughs) Luden will uh go over to uh Addy he'll be like um and he'll just say uh we We're done in there, and uh, yeah, the, the veins are gone, but the party isn't the same anymore. Um, I want you to be prepared and go in there, because is not the same. Uh, We were presented with options, and he chose the best option in his mind. The option that didn't require anyone to die. I hope that you all can respect that option, and all of the things that uh, Aramir has now taken on. If not, that's fine, but all I ask is that you leave him be. Um, the tower is safe for you to come in. Um, and the owner of this tower is still alive. So I would warn the crew that though there might be plunder, it might be wise to keep their hands to themselves ask our host if there's anything that they are interested in. She does seem quite generous, especially right now. So whenever you guys are ready, come on in. But uh, like I said, no sticky fingers, although I don't wish to imply anything. 
Addie, like, nods her head. There is no worry, Luden. As Luden is trying to be, like, serious, Finn is, like, recounting the whole story to Cassius behind them. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, and then we had to teach Raymere's boyfriend how to cook, and then we helped, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's just, like, talking about it all. And Cassius listens to every word <laughs> and and reacts appropriately with each exciting piece that you kind of like, and then this happened. <laughs> he waits to make sure Cassius, Cassius gasps like, in the yes. appropriate time. <laughs> yes. And the carrots were shredded, Cassius. We shredded the carrots. <laughs> yeah, so Luden's going to go ahead and, like, after he went to Eddie Mel, he'll be like, um, yeah, so I'm going to go ahead and head back up. Um, I'm sure Finn can show you guys the way, uh, but I want to be with Addy real quick. So he'll okay. head back up to the town. All right. How's the rest of the group doing? Just sitting up there with Prayaria. Yeah. I mean, she's casting frostbite on whatever she can get her hands on that she's sure Raymirith won't miss so she can put it on her to cool him down. Or anything. Oh, well, no, she doesn't, he doesn't need to cool down. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> I just... She's getting blankets. She's getting extra things to put on her <laughs> Yeah. I, I'm just, I'm looking at Prayaria and I'm like... Because Ermir's unconscious, right? He's asleep. Yeah. I, I just look, <laughs> I look at Prayaria and I'm like, why do you think he did it? Why do you think? To him, he's just done the worst thing he could ever think of anyone having to do. And here, the chance to do the best thing anyone has ever done for her. He's a good person. And the guilty one. This price is too high. You shouldn't overpay your debts. It's hard to feel that way when you are the one in debt. You're going to be is. a good queen. <laughs> hmm. All I know is that my friend feels good. he hasn't in so long. I'm happy for him. One of your friends feels good. And Samson just wipes away a tear and, and sits back and watches Uri. I finishes like organizing blankets around or a mirror and then just 
sits next to Samson, just kind of bumps his elbow with hers. He bumps it back. He's mad. He's mad about it. <laughs> I just sit quietly. We just wait. <laughs> At some point, uh, you all return to the library. I'm guessing leaving Aramir to sleep. He's up there by himself. Ah, he's fine. Uh, <laughs> there's a oh, there's a meeting. Okay. I mean, oh, at some at some point, at some We're point, <laughs> I don't know how. Like, we could fast forward. Like, at some point, like before you all leave, or oh um, yeah, you know, yeah, you'll all gather in the library. Is Uramir awake at this point, or do we just have to leave him somewhere to do this? No, he like this could be like a like like let's say you guys stay at the tower for like a couple days, maybe two or three oh, days. Yeah. Okay. This would be shift. Oh yeah, shift. Uh, Esperis is just as unpleasant, but not actually saying anything for the entire couple of days. <clears throat> it's a great atmosphere to be in. Yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm take, already... Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I take I take some spare moments to talk shit about Ray Mirith with Esperis. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, oh. okay. Samson, I will talk to you later. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my shit God. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually yeah, going to take... Uh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, sorry. If at some point Luden would, uh, he'd be, he'd actually go over to, um, uh, to Aramir and he would just, uh, as he was sitting, um, and sleeping, he'd actually just whisper, I forgive you. He'd just sit there. So that's, that's all he would do. <laughs> All right, um, we're gonna take our break a little bit early. And take our break a little bit early. When we return, uh, the party will be leaving the tower. So we'll see you all in just a few una momentos. We'll be back in just a sec. <laughs> oh man <laughs> y'all crazy people <laughs> it's been a few days we've had time to like reflect this is true this is oh, true <laughs> real eddie venom situation going on yeah. you know i was thinking oh. the same thing when he was describing yeah. it it's like venom <laughs> he is venom yeah. now maybe we can't kill venom i like venom. With you too. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he'll just be chill and he'll hang around and make breakfast and stuff yeah <laughs> yeah yeah no, this is good this is fine yeah all right <laughs> we <laughs> we jump back in uh Ermir has become the new host and as he recovers and grom and addy come in they meet ray they they meet the enchanted sugar bowl and all like the mink and and uh, of course ray also meets cassius and some of the crew members and the next couple days ray attends to uramir of course like religiously as well as you know the crew and the party she makes sure to be a gracious host <laughs> <laughs> 
And the last day before you all leave, you find your you find yourselves in the library. The, bal- <laughs> the balcony on the second floor, cleared of veins. Hidden beneath, you see ivory sandstone. The doors already open and the breeze from the swirling ocean making its way into the library. Ray, as you're all kind of sitting down on the chairs and and the, the lounges, Ray descends from the third floor with a bundle of items. Her mink following in tow, she lays a tablecloth atop the coffee table near the armillary sphere. She lays it out, tea cakes begin to materialize. She places a cloche atop one empty side of the table, lifts it back up, and you all see grapes, apples, peaches, and fresh, glistening berries. She does so much more on the other end of the table, and fresh baked bread, steaming, cheeses spread out in a jar of honey. She lays out the other bundles, down, nearby the side table. She scurries off to the first floor comes back with additional items piled in her arms, laying those down on the floor next to the table. As you kind of all are preparing to leave and get back on the ship. She says, I cannot thank you all enough. I I am forever indebted to you most of all, Aramir. This life you have given me is a dream, and I cannot believe it is real. It is a future I never thought I would have. You have made a lifelong friend this day. At least I I hope we can be friends. If I can be any help to you and all of you in any way. She kind of gestures over to her bundles. Please, let me me thank you all properly. It is the very least I can do. Is there a way we can write to you? Of course. And, um, she will go over to the bundles and she will retrieve, uh, she will retrieve, um, special, uh, you see another one of those quills with the red gems. (gasps) Wow. Are you giving us one of those? Mm -hmm. She gives you one. How does it work? So, so it would have been explained last session, but essentially, uh, you write on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. And uh, it trans the message transfers to the other quill. There are two quills. Oh. When the gem is glowing, that means that there is a message. When the gla- gem is flashing, that means someone is writing a message. And then when the gem is not on at all, it's dim, no messages. It's like instant messaging. It's like instant mm-hmm. messaging, yes. <laughs> Do we still have the original one? Like the one we found? Wait, the original message we found was signed R, right? Mm-hmm. She sent that message, didn't she? It wasn't <laughs> from someone named R. That was from her. No. I oh, okay. Okay, 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 okay. I can see why that would be confusing now. <laughs> she I has said, another like, one. We've been going. There's another guy named R. When it was her, the whole <laughs> when I called all of her R. R. <laughs> the one own secret boyfriend the whole time. <laughs> the one you gotta date yourself sometimes. <laughs> the one she gives you is uh, purple, but you what? still have. Go ahead. 
Yeah, that was my question. Like, does Finn still have the one that had, had the secret message in it? Oh. Finn does. Uh, <laughs> um, yes. She never what? opened it up, so she doesn't know it exists. If you want to keep it, you could, essentially. Um, Maybe we should give her what we found. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll take it out of my bag. Here, we found this, and you should probably have it, because it's not ours. And we didn't open it or read it or anything. Lugan's just thinking in his mind, of course, you know, when someone else touches something, she doesn't see that. But when he goes and touches, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Well, knowing that that is a life and you will have to make a deception check. <laughs> <laughs> Can you know, I, I'm pretty good at deception, so. <laughs> you can't read it at all. Deception check. <laughs> Levi, guide my deception with a 19. <laughs> I'm just so innocent looking. <laughs> you are far too innocent for Ray Mira to suspect any anything otherwise from you, Finn, as Ray just kind of takes the bun like the bundled um I'm assuming you probably wrapped it back up and tied it back up just the way it was. When I was digging in my bag, I'm like, oh, this is open. I ripped, rolled it, yep, tied it. <laughs> Here it is. Thank you. Um Yes, I appreciate that. And she'll just kind of take it from you. We definitely wanted to save it to make sure that you'd read it later. Not that we knew you would be alive, but it just worked out that way. <laughs> she just, <laughs> I can't help but laugh when you say that, but like, she's just kind of like, oh, right. She she like tries to accept it as a compliment. <laughs> Yeah, Luden's just like not staring daggers, but just like he's like, why do I let Finn speak for me? Kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like it tingles in his bones, like the fact that he wants to tell the truth, but he just can't. Or that he's just every fiber in your being. It's just like <sighs> so. Uh, Ray, Ray actually uh, go, starts digging through her bundles, and uh, she pulls out a bag and hands the bag to Samson. It clinks with coins. Um, okay. I take it. Okay. That's You now have 500 platinum pieces. <laughs> Christian's oh, <no>. face! <laughs> Christian's face, goodness! Are we bougie now? <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah, we are. <laughs> uh... She takes out another item, kind of holds it up, and will hand it off to Ludin, I guess. Yeah, five since he's since he's reaching his hands open towards the camera to accept the gift. Uh, you kind of hold it. it it's very light, it's probably about yay big. It's a wand, uh, all gold with kind of gems, kind of popping off of it. Almost looks like an antenna, right? And. Uh, Ray just kind of explains what it is to you. It is a wand of wonder. She gives you a wand of wonder. Okay, okay. I don't know if that's best in your hands, but I will add yeah, it to I your mean, inventory so you can see what that entails since you grabbed it. Does she, does she say wand of wonder? Yeah, I put it in your inventory. Well, no, if she says wand of wonder, he's gonna immediately just like, like his face kind of almost drops. And he just immediately hands it to Finn, like, 
wonder, all that stuff. He's like, that's going to start learning magic, Luden. He's going to poke Luden in the shoulder a little bit with the wand. We can can train, Luden. (laughs) We can certainly learn that. He said, I'll give it to Esperice if you don't stop. Well, I've already got it now. (laughs) I'm already attuned. Leave me alone. Um, I attuned yes. to it when you weren't looking. When you were looking that way, I was attuning to it. So you can't give to anybody else now. <laughs> it, it's mine. It, it looks like these little, like, vibrant colored marbles. Very stained glass-esque in all the different colors, like you've seen on the side of her tower. Um, and they're just, like, these glass marbles and gems just kind of all throughout it. And again, it looks like it looks like an antenna. She hands that off. Um, you see... She kind of pulls up, and I guess she'll hand off to you next, Prayaria. Uh, marvelous pigments, as you kind of open them up, and you Ooh. see inside these beautifully colored pots of paint um, in, in various shades, and the color, like the green, you see like this hand-carved like leaf kind of going up, um, and then you also see like the purple, this kind of like beautiful Persian carpet just kind of like rolled up. Like each topper to each of these bottles of ink are just very intricate and very detailed and just beautiful. And so you uh, she give, yeah, so you guys can give to whoever. Um, but she, she'll hand that to you for now. She's enamored with all of the little bottles and shiny things. <laughs> She's basically just digging through <laughs> digging Something through her bundles stab. and stuff. <laughs> Something to stab with or shoot with. These these are marvelous <laughs> pigments, right? Yes, I, I just put it in Prayaria's inventory. Yeah. Um, Ermir. She removes a ring from her own hand, and she holds it out poses. for you. Oh my god! <laughs> she gets down on one knee. Uramir, would you make her the happiest? <laughs> Push her over, Samson. Push her yes. over. Yes, level 20 wizard on our side. Let's go. To I, the- I cast. We all marry for <laughs> I like how that's where the line goes. Like, yes, marry her so she can fight with us. <laughs> that's what marriages are for. Marriages of convenience and political alliance in this party only. Exactly. <laughs> She holds out the ring to you, Ermir. I reach my hand out. Take it. You look down at the ring. It is silver, and you see small kind of violet gems surrounding the top and the bottom of it. Around the massive gem, square gem in the center, you see these smaller gems. Now, the, the big, massive gem in the very center, the top of the ring. It, as you kind of look in it, it's square. You look into it and like your eyes just kind of like f- almost fall into this ring. It looks like you're looking into a moving galaxy. It's like s- rotating stars and planets from within the ring. <laughs> she gives you a ring of shooting stars. And I've put that in your inventory as well. Thank you, ma'am. That the magic missile ring? Wait, let me take a look at this ring. <laughs> I'll look at it later. Come on, give me something that I can kill something with. 
<laughs> I think that ring can kill people. I feel like that ring can kill people. Yeah, but Ermir has the ring. How many pots <laughs> are how many pots are Marvel's pigment have? Uh Ray or I'm sorry, Priaria, go ahead and roll for that if you'd like. Oh, oops, I didn't mean to. I that was an accident. A D four. A D okay. Oh, to just determine how many there are. Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, okay. Come on. Three. Yeah. Three pots. Three pots. She also hands out, um, in addition to the superior potions, she hands out two potions of greater healing. And that is it. That is all that she has for you all. Um, Luden, I... you think that this like the wizard's gonna have a sword on? <laughs> she turns around and gestures to her wall of axes. <laughs> Help yourself. Pick, pick from my wall of axes. I don't use them. They're just decor. Yeah, he's just, we get all this cool stuff, and Luden's just like not impressed. Nope, <laughs> not at all. He's just like, uh, okay. Luden, if you do, you want to take one, and Esprit should take the other. Potion. Uh, 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 what? Uh, greater healing. Oh. I'm um, honored. Thank you. Do you want the wand, Luden? I will take the greater healing potion. <laughs> you can have both. I will take both, and just in case, I'll be allowed to give them out to everybody. So yeah, I'll take both of those. Whew. Ramirez, um, can I have, I mean, borrow some of your books? Of course. Yes, you, you pick, pick whatever you like. Do you have anything on poisons? No. I no. gave a... Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I gave a book to Prearia on poisons before. That's Do fascinating. You? Yes, yes, very fascinating. <laughs> Do you, Raymond, have any? <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, no. Most of my collection is fiction. Thank you so much. Finn will go over to the bookcase and just like grab five. <laughs> just like carry, like fill his whole arms. I guess you can have all of the like. I think I've. I think I literally mentioned at least five books from the last session. So you can just have those five if you remember what they are. I'll have to look them up if you can't remember. Perfect. <laughs> Something about a mirror. I know there was one about a mirror. That's the one that attacked <laughs> me. Yes, I remember the that one, one that flew out and tried to hit you in the face. Yeah. Is is there anyone? Is it just us and Ramirez in here? Hmm. Okay, so like, there's not anybody from the boat, right? Mm-mm. All right, then I'm just then I'm just gonna like like tell tell Luden like just use Priorius poisons. That's how I that's what I've been doing to Cobbly. His <laughs> <laughs> eyes will like go wide, and he'll just walk over to Samson. He'll just give him the biggest hug, just like like the most sincere hug ever, <laughs> and he'll just be like thank. Priori is really very good with poisons. You should just ask her about them. You're okay. welcome, though, by the way. Thank you. It'll let go, like wipe off tear away, and then uh, walk over to Priori and be like, oh, Sweet. What was that about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So, is there anything else that you would wish to discuss, Raymiret, or anything we would like to do before we head out? Right. Well then. Will you be staying here? I will for now. There's much to... There's much to do. Can we call on you if we need help with Future Seven? Yes, of course. You are always welcome. You will always know where I am. Thank you. Having been in her tower now for a few days, do we know if she has a circle? She does not. <laughs> you would have. You would have learned. You would have learned um, that she doesn't. Uh, the tower does not allow for any divination magic. Uh, oh, poop. Uh, you can't poop I have, in the tower. No, no. Nope. <laughs> you shouldn't poop. I mean, unless it's in a designated hole that's it's meant for poop. <laughs> but um, essentially, uh, I think it, I, I can't remember what like tel- what magic teleportation is. Um, it's conjuration. Conjuration. Like she. The tower doesn't allow for any conjuration or any kind of sending spell, um, any kind of uh, divination, so that you could find the tower where, like, where she is. If you tried to like scry on her, like, it's very purposefully made so that if something were to happen to her, she wasn't just going to get on a teleportation circle and head out and go destroy the world. Okay, that. Okay. okay. Maybe not a bad. So no. Okay. <laughs> she, yeah, she like it was very, it was very purposefully done. So she, uh, she's in the middle of trying to fix, like change that now because that's no longer needed. Bookshelf falls on her. Seven is released. It's that, <laughs> that quick. It's just that quick. She slips in the shower. The seven. Is <laughs> it's, it's, it's <laughs> yes. Um, so very purposeful. Ermer, wait for everyone else to go and kind of linger for a bit. Are we do- are we done here? Or- yeah, I'm out. I'm walking back to the boat. There's nothing in here for me. <laughs> no, no poisons, no weapons. <laughs> out, boy. out, whatever. <laughs> I got the ally. Let's go. Um, and he'll uh, yeah, he'll linger behind a bit. Um, after everything that's settled, like even the like even some of like some of his hair is like because he's got purple hair but some of it's like starting to turn black like from the uh from the seven he'll he'll look at a uh, ray mary thing and just go just promise me you'll live your life there's i know there's at least a few people who would who want to see you and And now you've got the chance to pursue those relationships and not live your days out in this tower. She kind of slowly walks up to you and just pulls you back in for a really big hug and buries her face against you once more. And she says... Thank you. You don't know what it means to me. You really don't. 
I know you will have to come back here one day. Is it alright if I'm here with you when that day comes? Of course. You know this thing better than I do at this point. I'm sure I'll get to know it. But it will be nice to have some company when that time comes. She's just very quiet and she just continues to hold on to you and just hug you tighter. I know what this means. I'm all right with it. There's... There will be people waiting for me on the other side. You are a good man, Aramir. I try to be. You are. You don't have to try, you just are. You have done, quite frankly, the unthinkable, I would say, probably. And I am here. I'm here for all of you. This seven that you're fighting, this fifth season. I know many people. I have connections with powerful people. And I will do everything in my power to ensure that you all have everything you need. That you have a place wherever you go. That anything, any scrap of aid that is required, you will have it. I will make sure of it. Thank you, Amy. I'm sure I'll, you'll hear from me regarding this thing, if I have any questions or anything like that. And of course, all of your help is more than welcome. It's hard for her to let go. Oh, it's cool. Everybody's not in any rush. She's just... She will not let go until you walk away. Time means nothing to her. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, after, after about a minute or so, he'll, uh, he'll kind of release and let her, let her break the embrace and then I'll you know, say his goodbyes and join everyone else on the ship. Aramir returns to the ship. I wanted to do something. Go ahead. So when it was clear Aramir wanted to stay behind and have a moment with Ray, um, I think Samson would Samson would leave and then kind of like maybe linger behind, cast invisibility, and go back in and eavesdrop on that conversation. 
Is that okay? Um, yeah, make a stealth check with advantage because you're invisible. Uh, that would be a not a great roll. Um, 16. Yep. You hear the whole thing. He doesn't know you were there at all. <laughs> I'll I'll wait for Ramir to leave, and so it's just Ramir. Okay. And then I feel like Samson would be like leaned up back against some books on the library wall, waiting. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. And he'll just drop invisibility and just appear into space. Assuming Array is still there. She is. Oh. H Hello. Arms crossed. How long do you reckon he has? I don't know. I don't believe you. How long do you think he has? You've seen how he's progressed over the last couple of days. I really don't know. The creature's unpredictable. You know what it does to someone like you, and he's not someone like you. How long does he have? really don't know. I'm trying to think of something off the spot. <laughs> um, would, would his insight tell him that she genuinely doesn't know? Or does she see. know? Does she know? <laughs> he, I feel like he has, but he, yeah, he has a, he has a pretty good passive insight. Um, she genuinely isn't sure. Okay. I want to thank you for all your gifts. And I hope that you leave here and you enjoy the new world. The world out there is very nice and very kind. And I hope that you enjoy it a great deal. I would ask wholeheartedly with everything that I am that you never come back here again. And you're not going to be here when he goes. Because I'm going to be here when he goes. And we are. Because we're his friends and you're not. And then I do the, I, then I do the Archfey thing where I like do the evil death thing. I need her to make a, um, I need to make her, I need her to make a wisdom saving throw. Holy crap. Just the, the just the, the just the super angry face, like eyes go black, like the fangs pop out, all that fun stuff. All the arch face stuff. 
Very frightening. Uh, dirty 20. She saves. <laughs> Which is fine. Like, she just becomes frightened. She's not, but he does it anyway. Her eyes kind of flicker and flutter for a moment. And she just kind of, she remains quiet. She doesn't say anything. I leave. And I go out and act like nothing happened. <laughs> All right. I like even go so far as to like turn to a bird and fly back on the ship. So I come in from the wrong angle. <laughs> so I don't come back like, like boarding the ship behind her. Yeah, as if we didn't notice you not there as we climb <laughs> down to the ship. The re- it's not about you, Luda. It's not Uri. Uri didn't notice me. That's At what least happened. he didn't notice. Okay. No, no one cares. No one cares if the rest of you saw. That's about Luda's it. Luda's making intense eye contact with a bird right now. <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> it's just a regular bird. It's <laughs> I love it. Okay, Samson arrives on the ship as a bird and Luden's already like staring down a seagull like, I know it's you. (laughs) Stop playing games, Samson. All right. Well, that was depressing. (laughs) Living up to to the name Snot gave me, you know? That's what we do. (laughs) Everyone Speak. get their butts back out on deck. Oh, oh, we Ooh, can we on to map. Map. Oh, we're I going. Want, I don't. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, it's just, just. Gotta talk to Finn. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> God. I gotta go somewhere and pretend everything's okay. Y'all know where I am. Just brooding <laughs> on the edge of the ship as Samson does. <laughs> You all make your way back to the ship. The ship pulls up the ladders and the rope, and it begins to ascend once more back into the skies and away from the tower. Once we are pulling away, uh, I would like to go up to Finali, wherever he is, on the deck. I'm going to put my, my hand on his hip and pull something out of his pocket. What? <laughs> it's a guard it's a gardenia flower. It's a sign of luck sent to Raymirith from her lover who had sent her letters that Finn did not give back. Oh yeah, Ooh. that that's totally was in my pocket, right? You know that. Yeah. I it's yours for- now. Wait, why? Um, are you sure you wouldn't want it? I mean... I do not. It's luck for you now, I think. Okay, um... Do you want to... I'm not gonna ask that. I was gonna ask, no, do you want to put it back in my pocket? <laughs> <laughs> because you don't say that, there's a long moment where she's just standing there holding the flower, oh, and you're like... Uh, I'll take it, thank you very much! <laughs> Feeling okay, Esperis? I am absolutely fine. How are you doing? 
I'm okay. Probably, I mean, better than Ermir over there, but... You are a assistant to the surgeon now, yes? Yeah. Still. I don't know where he went. Maybe he's still in the clinic. I'm not sure. Keep an eye over him. He needs you. I can do surgery now, so I can do that. <laughs> I don't know if he needs surgery right now, but... Uh, but if he ever does, I can do it now. He needs to know that there are people here now who love him. Yeah. All right, Finlay. I have to return to my duties. Thank you very much. Thank you for reminding me that there's a flower in my pocket. <laughs> Luden I'll go back and do Addy stuff. Would like to go over to Ermir before he goes up to the uh, the crow's nest. Mm-hmm. He'll be like, so uh, Ermir. I doubt the rest of the party are going to be willing to push you really hard for this next uh, little bit, but um, I, for one, am interested at what you can do. Would you like to train with me? Um, right now. <laughs> no, who, uh, usually. Who, does anyone does anyone <laughs> hear that? No, <laughs> definitely not. This is this is. I am all the way. By uh, Ermir, not whisper. Like the same as we're Alan. probably like way over here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're whispering. <laughs> I see. <laughs> like, like I am over here. I'm be like, yes. Um, I usually train with Finn, but uh, he hasn't been coming out for the past couple of days. I think he's angry at me, but I don't care. Um, but that leaves an open spot uh, for you. Um, Let's see how I feel in the morning. It's always open. He'll uh, just punch him on the shoulder and then head up to the uh, the crow's nest. Back to his position. <clears throat> Alright. Any Anyone else have something before we move on? Where are we moving on to would be the question. Yes, that is a good question. Where are you guys going? What do you tell Addy? Boy, Addy. Just... Oh, yeah. yeah, Reese would just straight up ask Addy where they're going unless Samson wants to say something. No, I, I'll go over there with us, Reese, and uh, we go together. And I'm like, Oi, Addy, where are you heading off to next? I don't know. The main goal was to go to the mysterious... Well, I guess now we know what it is. The tower in the middle of the ocean. The storm that never stops brewing. And now that we have, we can go anywhere. Sky's Boy. the limit. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, uh, no. So, <laughs> anyways. Anyone else want to add on some sort of fake <laughs> laugh? Do anyways. I see, yes, of course. Oh, no, Priyari's laugh is genuine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so anyway, um, are you, um, you know, we, we don't necessarily, you know, I know there's our contractual agreement was to come here and stuff. I mean, and the contract has come to an end. So if yeah, you'd like I to mean, continue being on our crew, you're very welcome to. I don't know. What's on no, the, thank you. What's on the agenda <laughs> for uh, 
the air salons or is where will you next make port? I suppose we could go to the Dusty Anchor, go back to the continent of Aurora. We could also go to Acacia. Um, if there's no specific destination. We are open to preference if you are interested. I'd like to go to Sable. There is much... There is much at the Dusty Anchor, of course, to say before us. I, I suppose if if you're amicable to either, then that'd be our decision uh, to go there. Um, or are you interested in continuing to work with us and, and go in these on these sorts of adventures for um, <clears throat> this purpose? And and I, then I look over at Cassius. You wish to deliver your package to Sable, is that what you mean to say? That, and then maybe afterwards. Were you interested in being in the service of um, the heroes of Lacambria, I guess? I don't know. Are you the heroes of Lacambria? <laughs> Didn't no, everyone die not. in Lacambria? <laughs> or, no, of course we're not, but that's not a great name. What? What? Or do you have better things to do? I guess is the question. Yes, essentially what Samson is asking is, are we going to continue our business relationship or do you think it's best to part ways in Sable? We of course would adore spending more time with you and your crew. You've been most hospitable to us and we've learned much, but uh, must our paths diverge? Well, we do want to continue to search the skies. There's much to be explored. I do know that is something that Grom is very interested in. However, you have been wonderful crewmates, and should you need a ride and us be in the area, we would love to oblige. Thank you very much, that is very kind. Uh, it sounds like we are first looking to go to Sable. Uh, if you happen to be in the area, my understanding is that we might next go to Acacia, but uh, only if that is convenient for you. We uh, we plan to search the coast as well, so perhaps we could drop you off at the Dusty Anchor to make your way to Sable. And she kind of like, uh, one moment, she goes back into her, like the captain's quarters and she comes back and she hands you, Esperis, uh, the same symbol that you see pinned on all of the crew's jackets. It is the sending stone to the Aerosalant that allows all the crew members to speak to one another. So it's kind of like a walkie-talkie. So if you send a message to Addy, everyone in the crew will hear what you say. I'm going to give a quick glance to Samson, read his mood, and then I'm going to pin it to myself unless he stops me. <laughs> if S. Reese looks at Samson, he'll reach out to take it. Okay, yeah, she'll hand it over. He then. takes it, he'll pin it. Great, great decision. <laughs> like if, if Samson, if she's looking at Samson, he's gonna, he's gonna reach out to take it. So if Samson goes down or gets pickpocketed, we can't talk to nobody is what I'm here. <laughs> Just Samson has to not get arrested again, that's all. 
Yeah. Thank you so much. That is he's, wonderful. He's got his we horn don't now. Know. He'll be fine. Again, if he goes down, we talking about We don't know our exact timetable, but we will keep in contact with you, let you know when we are approaching the coast. Uh, we very much hope to continue this relationship. It has been very beneficial for both parties. Agreed. It's been... It's been very beneficial, as you say, yes. And you all have learned so very well. And she, she kind of pats... Pats, like, Esperice on the shoulder for a moment in regards to her cooking. <laughs> And how she's—it's taken her like three months to learn how to cook. <laughs> uh, I believe I still don't know how to cook. I, I Not think yet. I have fourteen days left. <laughs> you have two weeks, which will take, which will be the exact amount of time it takes for us to get to the dusty anchor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so once we get there, I'll I'll let you know, and I'll be like, all right, you're proficient now. <laughs> I I just nod along, like I've also been working hard and learning things on the crew. Like yeah, yeah, it checks out. Um, <laughs> Addy looks at you as as, uh, as the kind of conversation is coming to end. She looks at you, Samson, as you pin it to your chest and she kind of eyes you up and down. She goes, Now, perhaps you can regale that tale that you had been so much offering to tell me about. So open to express, I believe you. Is that correct? I, I shall. And then I... I begin to tell some story that doesn't make sense <laughs> for what she's talking about. Like, I forgot what story she's talking about. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Not that story. The story that you said that you wish to tell me in private. Right. Of course. Yes, let us go. You could feel Esperice's eyes on you when you go back to the captain's quarter. Are you are you magic missiling him too? Sasha's <laughs> disappointed in you. <laughs> he hasn't sold his soul. He's he's good for now. Okay. She like uh, Addie just kind of looks at it, you all as she as she's preparing to close the door. She goes, dismissed. <laughs> good, good, okay. Shuts yeah. the doors. Um. <laughs> Um, Luden would like to go talk to Esperis if they have some time. <sighs> Do we have time? You you can before I move on to the next thing that I got here. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Uh, so Luden would like, uh, can I speak to you for a second? Uh, yeah. She'll take a quick gander around to see, is Theus going to take the wheel now mm -hmm. that the captain is off not being at the wheel? Awesome. <laughs> She's making sure that's all covered. Uh, oh, how uh, responsible of you, Esprit. <laughs> Thank you very much. Uh, uh, yes, of course, is there um, something I can do for you? Yeah. Um, and he'll be like, uh, is anybody around? Because this is another one of his private conversations he would like to have. Uh, Samson is in the captain's quarters with Addy. Yeah. Uh, Esperice and Luden. Um, Prayaria is, I'm guessing, in the Vardo, unless you're somewhere else, Prayaria. Yeah, she'll be with the plants. Ermir? Uh, I'm probably just in my room. Do I have a room? Yep. You're bunking with Cassius. I'll move you over there. I don't. Finn! You <laughs> Are you just glaring at Luna? That's and the big one. <laughs> yeah, so Ben pulls out his book, like just a random book, he doesn't even care. And he's like pretending to read it on the edge of the ship. But then he's kind of like trying to turn a little bit. I just imagine yeah. like 
<laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, so so Ludin would go to the farthest place away from that. Because <laughs> that's honestly the only real person that he needs to stay away from then. Um, but if the rest of the party isn't there, that's good as well. Um, I'll just be like, uh, hey, so that we've, uh, we've been traveling for a bit now, and um, I got something pretty serious I want to wanna ask you. Um, so we came in a little bit after the party had already gotten to know each other. Um, and I've been thinking a lot about, um, what Uramir said before we, uh, got off the ship, after we all talked to Finn about trust, and, uh, I, I feel like I, I do, as much as I try and rebuff what he said, I, I really can't, um, I, I do trust the party, um, but only in the sense of if I'm in trouble, if that makes sense. Uh, sure, when I'm one-on-one with everyone, I feel like they're willing to open up a little bit more, willing to talk, but as a party, whenever we're making decisions, or whenever we're, you know, together, I kind of feel like an odd man out. And I can get that, I, I, I can be pretty bad at speaking, but uh, I, I tried to tell the truth. I try to tell everyone what's going on with me. Um, I, try and, I, try and, I try and be honest, but um, no one, I guess I shouldn't say no one, but because Ermir's, Ermir's told me basically everything uh, about himself. I know Ermir. Um, I have a pretty good understanding with Samson, just on the fact that we'll never agree. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I feel like I'm traveling with a bunch of strangers. You know, like, and I don't want to travel with people I don't know. The, the most trust that I have with anyone is that they won't let me die, but even then Samson is willing to leave me if I'm left by, if I'm, you know, burdening the party. And sure, I, I, I don't know if he's really wanting to do that, but he he did basically tell me to go home. Um, Samson has a lot more sway in this party than I do. And everything I tried just seems to be wrong. And I get that it's it's the way I speak, but everything I say is is with good intention. I promise. I don't hate anyone. Like I said, it was hard to forgive everyone for what they did in Cambria. But I don't want to travel with strangers, and I just don't feel that I know how to say that. Because every time I say something, it ends badly probably noticed I've stopped talking as much and giving opinions kind of hang back from exploring initially I don't want to screw up any more so if you can just help me with 
even being able to say some of that to the party, but using the right words, you seem to be able to do that a lot better than I can. <laughs> yeah. Uh... And, you know, I just don't want to be the odd man out too much anymore. Or at least say things to where they listen to me and not have to be so turned off, if that makes sense. Yeah, it, it makes complete sense. I... When I was very young, I was quite a bit like you. Uh, not exactly, of course, I was... Um... I felt as though the person that I was and the world around me were um, completely separate things. That whatever I was, was just incorrect. And it is very difficult, I think, to move past this. I, I do want to say I am... It makes me very happy that you are feeling close to Uramir, that you feel that... that you have a, a friendship with him. I, I remember when you... When we both first joined and, and you said that you felt so completely separate from these people and seeing that you now at the very least have a desire to trust them, have a desire to be close to them, it makes me very happy to hear. When it comes to speaking to people, I can tell you what I know and what I have learned to do. I when you speak to people now, it is uh, kind of like fighting, like with a weapon. It is uh, something you are aiming to hurt sometimes. It feels like you are attacking people. And I do not think that is your intention. I, I think you go in very purely with just wanting to state what it is that you feel and what you mean, but uh, many times you can come across like a blade. I very much hope that I can help you, but I do think of conversations in a very similar way. You do not wish to wound people, but every conversation that you have, you have to be aware of your tactics. Who you are, who your... I do not want to say opponent because it sounds very bad, but the person you are conversing with, who they are, and what you are trying to do. I do not know if what I do is the healthiest thing for you to learn, but... If you want me to teach you, I can. Please. Right. Um, shall we start here? Uh, do you want to go back to my room? Uh, whatever you prefer. <laughs> right. Teach. Right. Uh, I'll, uh, there are two main principles to, to, to conversation. Uh, the first is that everyone holds inside of themselves an image of who they are, and every action that they take has to be congruent with this. That they want to act in a way that that matches the idea of themselves they have in their head. So if they think of themselves as a great warrior, they will take actions that make them appear to be a great warrior. That's, and the way that you can use this is you present an idea 
and you make it seem as though the image that they have inside of themselves of who they are would of course perform the action that you are suggesting. Make the path that you are setting forward the obvious choice for who they are. You are not asking of them anything. They are making their own choice. Uh, the second principle is that absolutely everyone in the world wants something from everybody else. And this is not an evil thing. It is not always, oh, I want you to do things for me. It could be, I want your care or compassion or attention. Finalai wants something from you. He wants your attention. And the best way... I'm just... Okay, I, I will... Do not think worse of this for me, but... Um, the best way to get Finalai to do what you want him to do is to give Finalai what he wants. Be the person that he wants you to be, and it will be much easier to get what you need from him. I this is why I tell you I do not know if what I do is good for you. No, I, I, I need to learn. I'm sorry. <sighs> Keep going, keep going. <laughs> yes, uh, just uh, she starts describing how to figure out how oh, what wait, people wait. want from you. <laughs> All right. It's not healthy, but she's teaching him how to do it. Mean um, meanwhile, right. <laughs> here's his name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so who the two do they think they are, and what do they want from you? That's the main lesson of the day. <laughs> All right. Well, he's going to write that down and just study it <laughs> and think about the party. <laughs> you two have this conversation with one another. At one, at some point, let me move some people around. Luden, you go back to your room. This would probably be a couple days into the journey. You decide to kind of duck in early as Cobbley has recovered and uh, your shift is over. So you have, you have ducked into your room as quickly as possible and you are alone. Do, do I escape the Adeline conversation unscathed? What do you mean unscathed? Are, okay. Stated <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, I just tell the story and leave, hopefully. I mean, that's not, not all she wants. <laughs> <laughs> so no, you don't leave unscathed. <laughs> I mean, is, she, is, she, go is ahead. she here to reprimand me, or is this something else? Oh my god! If, if that's what you I mean, like, I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, what's, 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 the answer? what's the question? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> You haven't been doing your duties down in the kitchens. Yeah, <laughs> Somebody's cool. gonna have to scrub tea some tea. dishes. Okay, so it sounds like it's other stuff. I don't. <laughs> Sam catches on about thirty minutes into the conversation. He's telling the story, and she's like, "Oh my god! Oh my god! I didn't bring you here to talk to me." Yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think Samson's in a place where this is a good thing for him. 
so I don't think he engages in, <laughs> in that sort of activities. Okay. She's very disappointed as you leave. Oh. He just leaves. Playing with her heart. He, he tells he tells the story. <laughs> and, just, and that's it. Oh my god, Sam. Alright. Cut two days later, it's looting. He's doing crazy <laughs> stuff. Sorry, I just didn't I wouldn't clear that up. Alright. Change things over here. Ludin! It's me. You rest alone one evening. One arm behind your head, staring at the ceiling. Thinking upon all that's happened the last few days. Just letting it weigh on you. Emotionally drained, mind racing. The darkness begins to coil around the room. The candle pitifully flickering, struggling to stay lit. You look down and panic for a moment as it looks as if the room is filling up with black water. The darkness shifts and you see black shadows claw their way up from the depths of this pool against the wall of the cabin as if washing up on a beach and gasping for breath. You see fingernail claw marks the wood on the wall as the shadow drags itself itself out of this black pool and shows itself to you once more. The candle sputters again as if threatening a plummet into pure darkness. The shadow moves along the walls and shifts once more into your own silhouette looking down at you. So Ludin's not drunk this time. No, um, you're not drunk <laughs> this time. And uh, he's like, oh, why do you like to make an entrance like that? Oh, okay. Um, where have you been? I am the unseen, and the seen. I am the legend of shadow. Trust not your eyes. Wait for the light. I am always near. regiment of, of light or something I you told me to look for the lies lest they find me first 
And look, I've been looking. And then you, you gave me these powers. And um, yeah, they were they were pretty cool at the beginning, but it feels like the party's outpacing me. And I don't know what these lies are. It's just getting more and more frustrating. And then now I have to tell the truth all the time. And it, it, it doesn't help to try and find out information when you can't lie. Can you give me any more hints, something? Truth lies in blood. Family never lies. You had time, and it was taken. Why are you here? What is your goal? Revenge. things, but trying this thing where I look at the bigger picture, the thing that took my brother away from me was not these people, it was the seven, so I want to kill all the seven, it's simple. Is it so simple? When the mother was silenced, many were taken. When the mother was silenced, many were awoken. Many were born. And you see it move along the wall, and, and it stains the wood of the walls black. The darkness smoking behind it, charred by the darkness itself. Like me? Or like something else was awoken? It just kind of tilts its head as if watching your mind work. And then it says, one, it, it speaks once more. You've grown so much. Luden, the shadow tilts its head and it's extremely difficult to grasp, but it almost sounds as if it's reminiscing Thoughtfully, nostalgically, it's hard to tell, but you gather it's strange. 
And then it kind of like moves in close and like almost like raising its arms and the shadow just kind of falls in and like almost like it's trying to place its hands around the candle and it just can't. The light keeps it from getting close. And it says, mm-hmm. go ahead. Damn it. He <laughs> moved too quickly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you you immediately snuff the candle. Yeah. This goes far quicker than I anticipated. <laughs> you feel a shift in the room. You hear it moving everywhere in front of you, behind you. And gets right up to your ear. You can hear it through your mind. You can feel like there's breath on your ear, hot and cold at the same time. It says, Follow me. Find me. I Will light your path. Where are you? Are you ready? All at once, you feel, as you say yes, you feel the darkness claw its way at you. It tears you from your hammock onto the floor, your fingernails digging into the grain of the wood. You feel yourself being dragged to the center of the room, pulled through the floorboards, down, and you fall. And you can't see anything, but it feels as if you're falling through the webs of spiders. It sticks to your skin, and it builds as you fall, wrapping around your head, your arms, your legs. You feel your body begin to suffocate almost, this frantic need to breathe, and the darkness smothers you. And you hear a chorus of whispers, the same voice, over and over again. Follow me, find me, find me. And you tear awake in a cold sweat, tangled up in your hammock, the charred black wall still visible, the candle snuffed out. But dawn has arrived, and so has the light. You may now level up, Ludin. The rest of you, when you came to bed, you definitely saw a charred black wall in your cabin. Did we also level up? (laughs) Oh, well, Ludin was behind. Ludin was one level behind. So now he is caught up to you. And uh, you now gain more dark powers. That was definitely a way to gain some dark powers. Loon, you didn't tell me you were carrying around a seven of sevens with you too. (laughs) We'll talk about it later. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, yeah. So Lunin will just dust himself off and resume his post at the uh, at the crow's nest. All right. <laughs> Let's uh, shift back over here. All right. Grom and Uramir. There's a moment for you down below as you approach the dusty anchor. You spend your time with Grom, I'm sure. Yeah. There's a moment down in the hole in the cargo hold where the power source crystal lies and you continue to do experiments together and build things grom brushes off his apron from the last explosion his face still covered in soot as well as plato completely blackened by it he looks over at you and then out the window as land slowly comes into view You know, Oyamir, you're really talented and a good man. He looks at your now pale skin. And you know, it doesn't take a genius to see some something life-changing happen back there in that tower, you know. I don't know all the details, but, you know, keep it to yourself if you want. I know the meaning of secrets. Speaking of which... He pulls out the book you gave him, your father's book, and he flips through the pages. Oh boy. These, uh, these symbols, they are difficult to decipher, Aramir. However, it, it looks like this section here, this is Rustium, the seventh day on the day of moons. And, and this over here, this is Oris, the sixth on the day of reaping. Now these here, these are dates, Aramir. But I found they are also the key. If you lay these pieces of paper down in the right order, and according to the dates, and he takes the stack out of very, very thin, nearly transparent sheets, and lays them down. I mean, these are probably, there's probably like 40, 50, maybe more, in a very specific meticulous order and you see what look to be blueprints form right before your very eyes the dates Uramir you know is your birth date and the day your mother died Uramir these are the blueprints to your father's masterwork Upon first glance, it looks like a very large, intricate-looking mirror. The metal of the mirror kind of flares out like liquid down the sides and along the bottom. The glass of the mirror depicts a ripple of some sort. And it looks to involve something called Sweet Mesa. Grom speaks up as you look down at it. I, I know this symbol. That's, that's Rialta's forge. 
And he points to the symbol on the inside cover. How much do you know about this? Do you know what it is? He eyes you as he pulls out his own necklace with a different symbol on it. I, I know it's my father's masterwork, his, his, his magnum opus. I, it's what, it's what, uh, what others have called him, Realtor's Forge. Um. Do you know who calls him that? His, 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 he gets very serious now. Um, the other, the other artists. He kind of nods. So you do know. And he points at his platinum goggles. You know, this was a gift. All new artists get them after they complete their masterwork. And I am officially an artifice now. Took a little longer than I hoped, but I made it. You know... He kind of twiddles his fingers a little bit looking down. Only an artifist can submit nominations to the organization. Initiate, so to speak, in your case. But only initiates with masterwork plans are considered. He takes out another small jeweled beetle. It doesn't quite look like Play-Doh. Here. I made you this so we can keep in touch. It always knows where I am. I thought maybe we could write each other. And I'm hoping you'll share your masterwork with me soon. Because, you know... Well... And he pulls out a letter from his desk. And it's not sealed. He unfolds it and attempts to wipe some of the black grease smudges away, only making it worse. Well, because I already wrote your nomination. Wrote it the second day you were aboard. I just can't send it without your masterwork idea. <laughs> you know, I... I believe in whatever it is you're gonna decide to create. Don't even need to know what it is. To know that you deserve a spot among us. It takes more than good ideas and, and innovation to be an artifice. Yeah, some, some would disagree with me, like you. And he kind of like knocks Plato over. But a good soul. Yeah, that's one in a million. He, he looks over at Plato. You are ruining the moment right now. Oh. I don't know what to say. Thank you. Oh. And, and he'll, he'll, he'll look at the pages. I never would have... I never would have been able to figure this out. And a recommendation from you to, to join the organization is... It's amazing. So much has happened, I haven't really had time to figure out my master work, but I I suppose I have some ideas. 
we'll definitely keep in touch. And thank you for everything that you've taught me. My time on the ship, I... You've made me a better, you've made me a better inventor. And I won't let you down. He just smiles and put it, puts his hands on his hip. And like, he like steps up on like a step stool in order to give you a proper hug. <laughs> I hug him back, pick him up a little bit. <laughs> Plato just kind of flits its wings, looking at you, tilting its head. I'm gonna miss ya. There sure are a lot less explosions while you're here, so I don't know how Addy's gonna feel about that. But I am definitely going to miss you. I'm going to miss you too, Grom. Um, but we'll we'll keep in touch though. And we'll see each other soon. Addy tells me that you guys uh might need a a lift to Acacia at some point, so. I just don't know how long it's gonna be, and you know, y'all adventuring like you do. You, you never know. So I, I want to take advantage of the moment. Not that I'm sentimental. And he looks over at Plato. <laughs> well, you've been a you've been a great mentor to me, and I'm sure there's more that you'll have to teach me in the future. I'm just sorry. I this is sorry I couldn't do more. I I know that. That book means a lot to you. That's all I could get from it. Well, it's, it's much more than I've had. And now I've got a starting point. It's, it means more to me than you'll ever know. I'm not crying! You're crying! He kind of like puts it, he puts his goggles back on. There's, there's radiation! <laughs> Can't have the radiation in my eyes! <laughs> if, if anything, you're being on this, being on this masterwork of a ship, and just being able to work with you, you've, you've inspired me in so many different ways. I, I hope that I can live up to, to I hope that I can live up to, to the legacy of, of you and of the likes of you and my father and, and, and and be worthy of the title of the Artemis. He kind of wraps you up in one more hug again as you guys have this last moment before you leave the ship. And nice. There's hope. Like, Go ahead. He's like my eccentric uncle. Yes, he is. Oh, yes, he <laughs> is. More, Very much so. As the ship approaches land, you can all see, uh, you can all see as the ship kind of begins to approach the dusty anchor, and it takes roughly two weeks to return back to the mainland, which means, Esprit, you now have the proficiency. Yeah, boy! <laughs> <laughs> I boil water now. I know how to make rice. I'm killing it here on the boat. Um... Within those two weeks, did Finn ever open up his gift? That's a really good point. Finn. I would like to open up my gift. <laughs> Finally. Oh. <laughs> oh, no. I am ready for this. I'm prepared. <laughs> I'm prepared. 
<laughs> oh my god, I'm so excited. <laughs> Feel alive. I, 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 yeah, as we get into this, I think that if, as we get closer there, I think Samson's spending a lot of time with Priaria, and then Volpa is spending a lot of time with Esperice, just following her around and stuff. But that's what I'm doing in my two weeks. Her Esperice loves that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I get, before before Volpa starts doing that, I give Volpa a bath. Like, make sure she's all clean and smells nice and stuff. And then Volpa starts following Esperice around a lot. Yes. But that's what I do in my Volpa makes sure, like, whenever dust is visible, which is the name of Addie's fox, she kind of, like, lifts her head up and just kind of, like, prances a little bit, like, sashaying across the deck. And then looks, and then continues to sashay behind Esperice. Esperice is pretending that she does not notice that Vulva is following her around. <laughs> Ludens just talking with Esperice a bunch. Esperice is imparting highly unhealthy interpersonal relationship skills to Luden. <laughs> and he is Everyone taking notes. <laughs> Lots of notes. Finn. Do you open your gift alone? No, he's gonna go to Ermir's room and knock. Or find him wherever he is on the ship. He's probably down in the bottom, oh, huh? No. Did I freeze? I think you did. <laughs> no. Oh no. Oh, no. I, why do I look bloodied? Oh my god, I never <laughs> Oh there you go, you're back. <laughs> okay, I'm back. Yeah, I froze for a second. Are we good? I heard, I heard, Finn, do you open your gift? And everything was silent. I'm like, well, do you? <laughs> I think I'll wait. No, I'm just kidding. He finds Ermir, wherever he is on the ship. Is he in the room? Is yeah, he... I, put, I put you guys in the cabin together. Yeah. All right, so he'll find him, walk in. Hey, Ermir, are you feeling better? Um, it's still weird but i'm feeling i'm getting it so i still have this i haven't opened it yet but i figured it might be a good time oh. right um but yeah go ahead um, i just wanted to make sure i waited for the right moment you know because the gifts you give are really special and i didn't want to open it when i was in kind of low spirits, you know? I understand. Um, I was hoping you would be able to lift your spirits a bit. But, yeah. Well, it's maybe going to lift my spirits now. So, uh, <laughs> so let's see. <laughs> so he'll, he'll open it, open the lid. Is it in a box? <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a small, like a, like a small kind of like jewelry box. Uh, you open it up. I shake it first, then I open it. <laughs> Right. It kind of jiggles a bit. Um, you open it up, and there is a necklace inside. Um, it's got a thin gold chain, and the pendant on the bottom is shape is in the shape of a bit of a heart. Um, and it has two. And it has a little pig snout in the center of it. Um, it's all it's all pink, and it's got a golden outline around it. <laughs> And and Ermir, he he just starts smiling really big. He says, "Um, well, you know how I, I noticed you were 
a bit jealous that Ludin was able to speak to Snog. Is this thing going to allow me to speak to <laughs> Snog? Yeah. <laughs> like, really? Like, I can have conversations with him? Yes. Um. Yeah, you, you have to put it up to your nose in order for it to work. But, yes, maybe, um, it, it'll cast a speak with animals um, three times a day. Oh my gosh, Ramir, this is the <laughs> best present in the world! Here, here, help me put it on! <laughs> uh, okay. Lose the chain and put it on. So I just have to put it to my nose, and then, and then, okay, let me go get Snog real quick. I'll be right back. He's going to run and get Snog and bring him back. He's just, like, got him <laughs> running. Hey, all right. So he's going to set Snog down on Uramir's bed. Like, the- okay. Okay, okay. So, all right. Here we go. <laughs> You put it through his nose. Snonk, do you understand me? So, the the majority of anything that you ever hear from Snonk is always like, Wheat, 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 wheat. And as you put it through your nose, it slowly starts to change and, and it's like, wheat, wheat, wheat. Food hand. Snonk oh, want food. Food hand. Snonk want food. Food hand. <laughs> snonk want food. So, oh, hello, food hand. I can't understand. What did you call me? <laughs> food hand. Snonk want food. No, 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 no. Not food hand. Thin. Food hand. Uh, okay. All right. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> Fifi. Ermir, he's saying to feed him. Can you believe it? Yes, actually. I can. <laughs> That's quite believable. Fee, 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 his, his voice is so deep. I, I didn't expect it to be that deep, actually. So rugged. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, he's a growing pig, you know. A little man wow. now. So we can have conversations in the mornings, in the afternoons, and at nights every day. Because that's like three spells. Yeah. F- f- food hand. Berry man say food hand give Snonk food. Yeah, well, I'm going to give you food right now. Let's go, Snonk. Thanks, Ermir. And he's going to, like, as he's holding, he's going to, like, tackle Ermir and, like, hug him tight. <laughs> <laughs> this is the best present ever. And it yeah, it totally lifted my spirits. Wow. But then I might not have wanted to go in the tower because I would just want to sit around and talk to Snonk all day. So it's probably a good thing I opened it now. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I'm all glad right. you like it. I do. Yes. All <laughs> right. Come on, buddy. Let's go to the kitchens. Maybe Esperies can make you something special. And who? Head out. Talking to him the entire time. He's starting down the hall. Everybody's just got a big old smile on his face. So. <laughs> Snonk will now call Finn Fifi La. Fifi La. Because Finn insisted calling him Finn a lie. He's like, Fifi La. <laughs> Fifi La. I love it. 
Yeah, if Luden sees any of this stuff going on like, to the side, he'll just be like... Oh, he'll definitely like, um, take a detour. He'll take the long way around so Luden can see that he's talking. <laughs> he's like, Snunk! Hey, Snunk! That I can understand. <laughs> well, Luden can't understand you if you're doing that, because he's so... <laughs> He'll just hear you speaking in big. It's no, just yo. Yeah, she's just snorting. <laughs> <in. laughs> when you come around the corner with the locket over your nose, Esperice and Luden are having a whispered conversation just out of Esperice's room. About, you know what you have to do. <laughs> just look over. Like, I guess. I, okay. And he, he has no idea what's going on. Thanks, but he's just lost it. Look, it looks like Esperice and Luden are a little busy right now. Maybe we can see if Prayaria can make you something down in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> Fifi give Snog food. <laughs> lots and lots and lots and lots of food. Hello, Berry Man. Hello, Smells. <laughs> Don't talk to him. As you're passing <laughs> yeah, if, if he starts honking at, uh, I mean, snorting at Luden, he'll just cast a quick... Uh, Quick thing of good berry, and he'll just throw one. Catch! Um, <laughs> it just like Finn turns and it hits it hits Nox's butt. <laughs> <laughs> he booty well. bumps it. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. <laughs> Ooh, oinklish! <laughs> it is oinklish, <laughs> All right. As the ship begins to make its way to the dusty anchor, as I said, it takes roughly two weeks before you arrive. Upon approach, you see the coast and where the mainland ends. A massive expanse of ocean behind you, seemingly never ending. The sun begins to sink down into the ocean, sending an array of reds and oranges across the sky. The ocean is aglow almost as if it were on fire. You can see pelicans diving down into the water to retrieve their dinner. They swarm and perch on a nearby rock formation. You also see this massive anchor, half in and out of the sand on the beach, and a large town scattered about the coast. A large building rests closest to the anchor, and the harbor is massive. This entire area is a major port from the continent of Auroria to Acacia. Ships from all over the globe you see are docked here. Just massive port. The, the port itself is larger than the town. Just huge. You can already see the expanse of sweltering desert beyond the town. And Addy just kind of calls up upon approach. Land her steady, broadside to the dock, brace. And the ship immediately begins to dip down toward the ocean. Esperice, have them set her to glide. Absolutely, yes. I tell them to do it. <laughs> <laughs> whatever the correct terminology is. <laughs> this is whatever you want it to be. <laughs> I come up very politely. If you would not mind uh, setting to glide, please. Thank you so much. Yeah, Luna, you just right behind, just like taking notes. Like, okay, so that's, that's how you speak to people. Okay, okay. 
The ship begins to coast, the air currents moving much faster. The ocean quickly comes into view, and you all brace for impact as the ship cuts across the top of the ocean, hitting the water. Retract her wings! Addy shouts. And the wings fold back into the ship as the entirety of the boat weighs down into the ocean. And it slows with the resistance as a wall of spray shoots up and falls back atop the deck upon you all. And the ship creaks and rocks as it steadies itself and the crew cheers. Nicely done, gents. You all see the locals flocking to the piers to see this massive flying ship fall from the sky. And you are a good distance away, but you can hear the clamor of the crowds gathering. The ship pulls up to the pier, and it is crowded to the brim with people just marveling at it. And I think that's where we'll end tonight's session. As we make, as we've arrived at the dusty anchor port. Ooh, no. Okay, I have so many people to oh, thank. Yeah. Um, yes. We've oh, gotten yeah. so many new followers. I'm gonna attempt to. I'm gonna attempt to get through. I can only. It's only letting me scroll up to the last 16 hours. So I'm so sorry if we didn't call your name. <laughs> Uh, so we're gonna start there. <sighs> Let me take a deep breath. You ready for this? <sighs> all right. It's, it's not easy. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> <a lot of laughs> names. Thank you, <laughs> DJ Punk, for the follow. These are all follows. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that they're follow. Okay. Thank you, DJ Punk, Lebo985, Haley Revolution, Secret Manatee, World's Best DM, DMs505, Sireland2, Apple Pie Clops, Ogar Game, Linho, King Tittles, <laughs> and Gorn. <laughs> Alpha Steeler, Mr. Stinky, Dave Monty, Novia underscore Tara, Minoc, Minoc MC, Bazooka Burnout, Swist One, Everlot, Blade Baca, and New Bix, Sephiren, Core Wiggy, you hyphen Gwyn, you hyphen Gwyn, Jump underscore Waven, P Pops 2006, Dreken 78, Nikezo, Art Claws, Feisty Crabman, El Comi, El Comi, Shroop 21, Avarita, Belia L669, Odigan, Tron Lasagna, Atomic Lounger, Brush of Weirdness, Rickenbacker 1975, Wafer Thin Ninja, The Fourth 4242, <laughs> Hybrid Third Gen, Sesni, OP Kenobi, Kenobi. <laughs> Tim, Tim, Brow, Tim Bowser, Snuffles1709, Racked Brain, Abel22, Non GM Owen, Chikovic007, Midnight Painter74, Tree Silver, Fraudulent Zardas, Alan MBC, DNA Lexius, Pyreflame, Master of Splash, Bombasticos, Pablo Kraus, Kurganov, Looky for Cookie, Amino, <laughs> Um Set, Stubwalker, Rainer72, Mini Kuma, B Dr. A, Jimishimu, 
099E3CA601124A09. Yeah. <laughs> Neo McQuiavello. <laughs> Blinky New. Atriagan85. Becquerel. Gen. Genelock. Dragon Day Dragon. Flanks. Colt. Cola. Mebby. McStabum. Apesma. Carnell, Fuse Knight. Oh my god, I'm not even halfway. Tails TF, Dragon Shirt, Killing Urban C, Zelix DK, Tat D Bowler, Tatanta, Mr. Sorry, Plague Zombie, uh, Milogurt, Gaki Lover, Meaty Goodness, Kundenmark, Malastrad, Metalsum, The Drobbit, Dr. Car, Sanic, Batty Coda, 1973, Lost Humanity. <gasps> Dingy night 63, just a random bear. Rastinor, so she cry. Ricky Rotbag, Jagger Mage, Doc Monster, the vet the, the Festivant? Slime Noid, Slick Fox 1989, Tex Star Slayer, Pitts Pilot, Clue Cluco, Cluco, G Day Bloke, Pay Pape a Creative, Midwife Crisis. I love that. I'm sorry. Uh, Eric Anderson, <laughs> Neural Liminal, Antic Opera, Turbo Truite, Till Marvel, Verant Vernoir, M for Monkey 13, Neverborn, Ants, Simru, The Green Machine, Nathalian, eh, and, and my brain is starting to malfunction. Entropic Echo, Salty Slacker, Io Laren, Incus, Lust, Lust Jaw, Jide, D E. Masiri Garag, BDD2121, Emmy Ice Red, Dithar, Lord Korok, B Beach Nuts, <laughs> Dithil, <Yeah. laughs> Courtesy of Tom, Grimonster, Plushy Jester, T3MMOD3L, Corey J. Walker, A Simpson72, Clad711100, Tarzit, Arbid Spoony Bard 669 <laughs> No Live 27 Halo Mr. Yes Beholder Paints Althar Try Wind Up Tank We're getting there guys Metal Pixel Chevalier de Flamingo uh, Stiller 82 Alamusette Oldman Gloom Magical Ham <laughs> Magical Ham Flats <laughs> It's Mog <laughs> Acer T, Lucky Arkin, Keveling, Sresk, Marauder Zero, Three Ire, the can God, some of these are so hard. The Cannonors, 24 Milk Bag 24, Loco Sucko, Gearlock, Turga Jenkins, Teal Sick. Teal Sicker, Silk Sickire, Tabo Tom. This was a mistake. Heode. No, that's not a screen name. That's just me remarking on that. Heoda Ken, Pterodactyl U, J Doug 19, Luke Killer 15692, Pottle, Gifted Geek Gaming, Crazy Legs Jackson, JMHO Saddle, Bamba, Bamba Migo, Chester the Many, Malakiri. Game player 3009 for the resub, Flock Obama for the resub, as well as the, oh, Yarko for the bits, We Abu Cream Lord, 
Kohoren, Dra- Dragor, Dragor Delkin 666, Doom Pickle, Monkey Pee, Monkey Poo, Zakara Spiders, <laughs> Casa Shots, Lawgiver 554, and Coyote. Woo! Woo! You all. Brothers. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> we did. For it. the follows and the subs. Love the cast. You can also follow our cast on social media with the command ca- uh, Fate Cast. If you enjoy our show, please consider supporting us with a sub or use that free Twitch Prime. It takes a lot of work to bring you this content every week. And we want to keep bringing you awesome content. Subscribers, of course, get exclusive emotes and access to our secret corridor channel on our Discord server where I share work in progress shots of my artwork. We share behind the scenes uh, looks of what we're working on, which we've got some big reveal coming soon, and more. You can also catch up on our shows on YouTube, so make sure to follow us on YouTube with Command YouTube. You can also support us on Patreon.com slash Ink and Liar, where we, uh, we have exclusive behind the scenes, uh, like af- after show clips and yeah. If you're a patron, you will get to see what we're about to talk about. We're about to recap the episode and talk through the craziness that we just endured together. Outside of that, we have our Twisted Veil show, which is on Tuesdays. That is our Through the Breach Malifaux campaign. That is Tuesdays. Deanna is a, a cast member in that show. And there's tomorrow at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. On Wednesdays, we have Iron Valor, which is our module uh, show where we play through Wizards of the Coast module settings. We are wrapping up Curse of Strahd and about to start our next one. Uh, we're about to fight Strahd. So prepare yourselves. And that is Wednesdays. Uh, at, that is this Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. And then Friday, we have Short Rest, where we chill we roll some hit dice and we hang out with you and we just relax this week uh you are going to be able to hang out with christian who is going to be playing league of legends maybe yes that's yes. the goal <laughs> that's the uh goal. and you but can most come in importantly he's going to be answering questions about yes. ludin <laughs> most importantly he's going to be answering questions if you want to hang out and talk to christian about ludin this is your chance ludin. Luden won't answer Finn's questions, but Christian will answer your questions. I'm going to go in chat and be like, so. (laughs) (laughs) Is that Finn? Yes. All right. You ready to raid? Do we, yeah, do we know who, do we know who we're raiding? I'm sending this out now. All right. Uh, We will see you guys next time. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. We are raiding. Make sure to send them all the love. And uh, yeah, we will see you all next time on Fate's End. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much.